it's me, it's that Dizzy to the Jizzy B Jizzle BG James from TNA, and you're listening to Below the Belt Show.com. Get it, got it, good. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB. That's Below the Belt Show. In the house, guys, I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host. With the most here for your weekly pleasure, guys, each and every Wednesday. My God, certainly experiencing some fatigue by now. That is for sure, guys. We have an amazing show, as always. My God, and we have an incredible, multi-talented panel if you will, let's start with introducing, that's right, my co-host extraordinaire, the BTB original, the king of the 80s, and the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chacha McFly. What's going on? It feels good to be back. Good to it's have another you. Another week, right? Another, another week. week, the last. A whole oh year God. doing this. This is it's been one year format. since the quarantine version of Skype. Yep. It is the last day in March, my God. Where did this year go, man? For real? What this past year or this, this past year? Like well, went went straight to hell. Is where I went. <laughs> it went straight to hell. This, this past year has been awful. It has been. Let's go ahead and introduce guys. The rest of the panel, starting with that's right. He's a great buddy of mine from the West Coast, joining us from Los Angeles, California. He has the worst birthday ever. He's got Dave the Ryan. same birthday as the King of the 80s, Chachi McFly. That's right. He also is an accomplished stage and screen actor, filmmaker, editor, podcaster. The list goes on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Art Hall. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Al. My, my ass is covered with lipstick after that smattering <laughs> of love. Appreciate it. Um, well, I, I said back. this is a multi-talented panel, and I mean it. I mean it. Hey, that's this is how BTB does. Brings nothing but the best, except for that Chachi guy. His birthday's pretty terrible. So that's true. That's true. I still, remember are... art, I still remember Art when we um, had a little going away lunch for him at Hooters like years right. ago. He's going to L.A., and I told him that 
he'd come back in three months with his tail between his legs. And look, look at you, proving me wrong. I'm so yeah, proud I, of you. Well, you're technically, here's the thing. It's like yeah. Schrodinger's cat. You're never really wrong because <laughs> I could come back at any time. And your words were, that city is going to chew you up and spit you out. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't okay. been spat out yet. It might be all just right. masticating on my goodwill for all <laughs> these years. You don't know. So we'll see. Well, you're making it, man. You're making it. Well, Artie Hall, you are the host producer of That Was Disappointing. You just had your 40th episode um, we did. that I actually uh, episode, was a guest cute. on. And you did. That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's, uh... Isn't that cute? 40 episodes? I know. I know. I know. We have that kids. We have compared well, to our 700. Know, we we yeah. started 14 episodes <laughs> now. We started, we started late. We started in the you know, mid-pandemic. So, you know. Right. It was an excuse to do something during the pandemic because you're stuck at yeah. home, right? I, it was yeah. amazing that that was the only thing that brought me out of podcast retirement. So at that point, it had been 13 years. So wow, yeah. yes, that that would Maybe be reached the 40 year mark like us here on the show, and and you'll be better <laughs> and angry like us. <laughs> that, nice. that long, I wish. Yeah, I um, know. <laughs> Artie, yeah, I know, right? Artie, um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Well, that was disappointing is pretty much like the name says. Uh, if you walk away from that show feeling like you've learned something, we haven't done our job. Uh, it's myself, uh, my co-host and our producer, who, as Al said, uh, in our 40th. Actually, he didn't say that. I was just thinking that out loud. Our producer left. We have a new producer and we are joined by two guests every episode. And we just talk about all sorts of random stuff. Um, always a fun time. Always disappointing. And uh, definitely not for children. So, or the faint of heart. Or the faint of heart. I mean, we don't really press into like super, super bad territory. You know, we stay away from politics and things like that. But uh, we most definitely get a little bit vulgar. So, yeah. oh, and oh. scatological humor is clearly my my Viking wheelhouse. So, <laughs> so familiar. I know, right? Yeah. It just sounds like anything I do. Art Hall, I, you know, I, I rarely plug other podcasts on Below the Belt Show because obviously it's a podcast. But I will say that I've enjoyed every time that I've been a guest on your show. Um, it's um, I love the different topics that that, that we, we talk about, which is picked by each host. And, um, you know, I think it's a very well-produced show. So kudos and good luck. Um, Thank you. I I honestly think it's only because at first you could come on and you could be as filthy as you want. And I I think that you started getting lax on the language yourself on BTB. Probably what? When you went into into your podcast (laughs) stratosphere? Or or are we still trying to watch our language? I just need to make sure. No, no, no. We're we're still uncensored. And we've always been uncensored. It's just, you know, in today's politically correct climates, sometimes, not all of us, but a few of us Judgy. might, well, might try, to, <laughs> might, try to, might try to hold back, you know, maybe, I don't know. Um, you know, yeah. we, 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 we certainly like to have fun, first yeah. and foremost, on our show, and it's be debatable. funny and entertaining, but at the same time, it is 2021, you know, it is 2021. So, so. that being said... Let's welcome to Below the Belt Show, the lovely and talented. She's an actress. She's an artist. I've seen so many amazing um, paintings done by this great talent. Um, she's a model. Um, am I missing anything else? Few, but it's okay. I'm everything these days. <laughs> Amanda, <laughs> Mich- Amanda Michelle. Thank you so much for having me back. BTB, last time we had you on BTB. Um, 
you were uh, a part of um, an actress that was uh, featured in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, yes. The actress is escaping my mind. Azura. Azuna? Azura. Azura Sky. Azura right? Sky, yes. Yeah. And you're yeah, back. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, you yeah, so you're um previously on the show for Azura Sky who was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer we're promoting her movie. And uh, speaking of movies our, our upcoming guest of the evening is an actor, a director um that I've worked with many years ago on the independent film Everything's Wonderful, used to be based in Annapolis, Maryland. He's since um re- relocated to Los Angeles and I'm from Los Angeles now Oklahoma. Um, and in Oklahoma, he um, has struck gold with some incredible film roles, um, uh, including um, the doctor in the movie Minari, starring Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead, which I should mention, Stephen Yoon, the first Asian-American actor nominated for an Oscar um, in the actor category. So in 93 years, that's a, quite an accomplishment, and it's way, way overdue. Skip will also be uh, in the upcoming Reagan biopic movie directed by Sean McNamara. Um, and he's playing the role of Jimmy Carter. My goodness. So, uh, cool. yeah, um, Skip has been on a roll and I'm honored to, to have known him, to have worked with him, to, to have been a friend of his for many years. And Skip will be joining us on, uh, a little later on the program. Think he'll do um, his um, Jimmy Carter voice for us? I wonder if he will. That'd be cool. I met Jimmy Carter, so we'll see how close it is. We'll see how close he is, right? Yeah. <laughs> but Amanda, if you could uh, keep us posted on what you've been up to, I, I know that you're you're um you're going to be adventuring out west. Yes, at some, yeah. At some point this year, yeah, you're making the big move. You're gonna make the big yeah. move. To LA. Yeah, going out to LA. I don't know. I might like peter around somewhere else for a little bit first. Um, I'm just super. Oh, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I've just been very stuck at home since the pandemic started, and it's driving me yes. crazy, stir crazy. Yeah, yes. so I, I'd love to get out and just you know see some stuff and and do some things. Yeah, it's overdue. Now, when you, when you say see some stuff, but you're actually you're going relocating. You're going to move to Los Angeles. I'm right? relocating. Yeah, so I'm. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and hopefully permanently. You know, um, I was going to say like I, you know, I'll join you out there, Art. I guess, and I hope I don't, you know, pussy out and come end up coming home. <laughs> Hey, you know, the only the only advice I can give on that is uh, just just take it day by day, stick through it, and also uh, I would highly highly recommend that you drive out here, um, travel cross country, and give yourself plenty of time because there's a whole lot of this country to see, and it's a great opportunity to do it. So. Yeah, that was my plan. I'd actually take a big road trip and just pack up my nice. car and take two weeks, three weeks, even you know like a month, and just yep. kind of zigzag all the way across. Yeah. What is your ultimate goal in, in Los Angeles, Amanda? What do you want What do you oh what, what do you want to be involved with, industry-wise? Um, I mean, I honestly, I've always said like I think I'd be happy doing anything: writing, directing, cinematography. You know, kind of just working my way up. But um, acting is my main my main goal. All right. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Very talented actress, Amanda. Um, Thank you. So, um, um, yeah, that's awesome. Best of luck to you. You're looking uh, sometime in the fall, if I uh, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I was Sometimes thinking the, the fall, but I might wait until after the holidays. Just have one more holiday season at home. There you go. Do the fam on Christmas. That's, that's <laughs> Started fresh in 2022. The pan- pandemic will be completely gone by then as well. Hopefully, yeah. I hope so. Let's not jinx not it. Those, those yeah. Goddamn variants. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> 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 they're going to fuck it up for us all again. Uh. Telling you guys. Um, 
I wish you the best of luck. And man, have you been working on anything locally? Um, not lately. It just you know, with COVID, everything's been pretty shut down, and then you know, DC is kind of dry as it is. Um, so yeah, it's just not really been much. I've been kind of involved in some casting stuff going on, so maybe in the future I'll have some news. But for now, it's been pretty been quiet. Auditioning, actively auditioning for things. Yep. Yeah. Yes, self here. <laughs> it's like yeah. I feel like I'm in hell, but yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm actually happy to be on set um, tomorrow of. A major studio film shooting in Washington, D.C. I guess I can't mention the title or I can't mention whether or not Denzel Washington will be in it or not. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it's good. It's, it'll be good to be on set. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, gosh, let's go on and, and let's talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment. There's so much cool stuff to talk about, guys. It's just amazing stuff. Um Let's talk about some really cool trailers, first of all. And one I'm really looking forward to is The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. It was an R-rated, like a red band trailer with F-bombs and John Cena talking about eating penises all over the beach. Um, It was pretty crazy. (laughs) Um, And lots of colorful characters. They have... They have a shark man. They have a polka dot man. They have all these like really intriguing characters. And of course, what Suicide Squad movie wouldn't be complete with my favorite actress of all time, Margot Robbie? She is my muse. I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. I'm so glad she's back. And a lot of people think this is a reboot. No, there's actually four returning characters from the previous Suicide Squad movie. It has not been retconned. Um, and of course, Margot Robbie being one of them, uh, Amanda Waller, um, um, being another one. Um, and of course she is portrayed by Viola Davis. Um, and of course, Joel Kinnaman's, um, character as well. Um, so there, there's, um, tie-ins to the last movie. Um, they're not really calling it a sequel. If you notice, it's not called Suicide Squad 2. I guess they want a fresh start, but they're not retconning it. So I'm cool with it. You know, I mean, a lot. The first Suicide Squad movie, if anyone's seen it, mm-hmm. apparently was not as desired. Um, mm-hmm. No, no, not mm-hmm. not a fan. Nope. But I'll tell you, I have a lot of hope for this trailer. It's James Gunn. He's he's gonna he kills everything he does. Yes. Yeah. You know what he's bringing? He's bringing Marvel snark to the DC world. Yes. Which they really didn't have, even in Harley Quinn. Or like you know whatever that movie was called that long title I can't remember what it was called (laughs) Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of that's it Birds of Prey that even that didn't have it it had something it was like an off-brand version but James Gunn has a very unique style and a very unique voice and when I saw the trailer that was like the first DC movie I was just like fuck yeah I'm ready to watch that since Batman since which Batman though the first Batman Dark sorry Batman Begins. Batman Begins, yes, with uh, Christian. Yeah. Like yeah. it's been since then that I got excited for a for a DC movie. So yeah. Is that your favorite Batman movie? Yeah. That, well, no, my favorite one's Dark Knight, but after that is Batman. the second of the three. Yeah. 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 But uh, but yeah, I think James Gunn's yeah. going to knock that out of the park, and I honestly think Marvel is going to regret that they let him go. <laughs> well, yeah, they had to let him go because of the Disney brass pressuring them to let him go 
But then, of course, as you know, Art, he has been. He did come back, back for the Guardians, the other one, right? Didn't he come? Didn't they bring him back well, for Guardians three? He's or gonna something? he's gonna be back for Guardians three. I don't think they went into production yet. Yeah. Um, as they had to, you know, push that one because of Suicide Squad. But um, yeah. Tachi, you told me you weren't a fan of the trailer. You I wasn't of the trailer, no. I mean, I, for me, I thought it looked um, corny. I mean, I'm not gonna write the movie off. I'm gonna see it. Did you um, like Deadpool? I did like Deadpool. Yes. I had a lot of Deadpool vibes in that for me. Okay. Yeah. It had that, like, especially more Deadpool 2, where you had that group of people, like, I forgot the team, but, like, you know, they're all jumping out of the helicopter and down outrageous yeah. shit. And it's just, like, that almost high-concept comedy. It had that feeling. But, yeah, you're right. Hey, Chachi, I get what you're saying. We'll have to wait and see how it turns out. I but, mean, DC is uh, always hit or miss. I mean, they, they're all over the place. Yeah. They're not consistent <laughs> with the way they make their movies, you know, like, so I really don't know. I, I never know what DC is going to do until it comes out. Yeah. You know, the guy thought I was, I was going to love the last Wonder Woman movie. And, and I thought it was, oh, a huge I wanted miss. that one to be a lot better than it turned yeah. out. Nonetheless, it was a pleasure to work on. Still haven't watched it, but I think because I've heard so many bad things, <laughs> okay. I'm just not in a big rush. Don't <laughs> yeah. I mean, the don't acting bother. was fine. Was Amanda, great. you were not a fan of Wonder Woman. I was not, no. And I'm not a really big DC fan as it is, but yeah, it kind of, no. <laughs> not my thing. Yeah, yeah, the writing was yeah. Just, the writing's just horrible on that one. Yeah. So yeah. many things that made zero sense. The best part about that about that film was the mall scene. We've mentioned this on the show before, and I stand by that. Not because I worked on it, but I had friends that worked on it, but I, I really... I truly believe that was the most entertaining scene in the movie with the well, you know, it's, it's it's weird because I, I love Pedro. I love Pedro Pascal, but um, yes. that villain for me was not... Mandalorian. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, um, I didn't really understand why uh, the villain, the motivations, the the storyline, I just yeah. Yeah, didn't click. Yeah, his power yeah. that he had made no sense. And yeah, yeah. And it's funny, like the, like I like the new show, um, Young Rock. Um, yeah, it's crazy how that has a better 80s soundtrack in each episode than the whole entire movie I Wonder Woman had. Yeah, I know that was a big disappointment crazy. for the King of the 80s for, for yeah. no 80s music, except for the closing credits. They did have thrown a and they had it, one, yeah, they had one song during it. Yeah, I noticed, but it, yeah, exactly, not whack. much at all. It was a huh. more obscure song from yeah. um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yep, yep. So another trailer just dropped, and I'm very intrigued by this because I'm not used to seeing Chris Rock tackle not only drama but horror for that matter it's okay. uh it's it's called spiral yes it's sir chris rock and sam jackson's horror and mystery film which isn't a prequel or a spin-off to saw but something of a follow-up mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's like a spiritual sequel because they they directly reference jigsaw there's a, even a photo of the original jigsaw in that movie where they're looking at pictures of him knowing that he's dead mm-hmm. And after watching the trailer, wow, I was, it's just so, I'm just very surprised to see Chris Rock uh, tackling on a role like this. It's just so different to what I'm seeing, you know? Have you not seen him in Fargo? And that's a very good point. Uh, I guess he he was headed towards uh, that, and I did not watch Fargo art. But watching Fargo, would would you um, agree that he can handle like a horror genre? Based I haven't. Here's what I'll say: is I haven't watched that season, but from every bit I've seen, I think that Chris Rock is definitely trying to flex himself out of out of a pigeonhole that he's worked himself into over a very long successful comedy career. 
I think, though, in all honesty, I find that comedians, they, they, to be good in comedy, you have to be so truthful to that moment that that's what makes you funny. So therefore, comedians end up doing some of the best dramatic work that wow. you'll see. You know, I agree, like some actually. comedians will turn that shit on. You'll be like, where did that come from? Like Jim Carrey is one of these guys. Will Ferrell, he's only done really one role that I can remember that was dramatic. And that was um, uh, Stranger Than Fiction. And mm. I remember being like, whoa, who is this dude? But Jim Carrey right. turned some shit on. So I think that Chris Rock has the ability. I think the biggest holdup people are going to have is they can't stop seeing Chris Rock. Yes. Yeah. And, and they're going to be so used to seeing that's Chris Rock. They're not seeing the character. But yep. if you can go into it not thinking about that, I think people will probably be pleasantly surprised at what he can do. But uh, I mean, he did he did have a serious more of a serious role in New Jack City, if you remember. He played, that, he played I never got around to seeing New Jack City back in what, like ninety four, ninety three? I think it was like yeah, it was like ninety one, ninety one. Uh, I'm even giving it too much, too much. Yeah, so he, he played yeah. a crackhead in that one and did it. Okay, that's, good that's job. Really- yeah, so, yeah, I didn't know it was going to be a trilogy, though, Al. That surprised me. I knew that they were coming out with it, but I didn't know it was part of a trilogy. I, you're, this is news to me, too, Art. Because oh, <laughs> being, being a diehard Saw slash horror fan, that makes me yes. really excited. So. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Saw movies, but I, I always yeah. felt like they um, killed off Jigsaw way too soon because then they kept on trying to find these clever ways to bring them back. Yeah, and it's like, like, how many times can we do a flashback? Additional movies. Yeah, additional movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is one way to get around that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've seen I mean I guess this movie um Head of State was um was um pretty serious that I, I was in. You know, actually I, yeah, I think that was sort of towing the line where he did some snark <laughs> comedy, fun. but he was playing it pretty straight at times. So that was that was I yeah. forgot about that one. I and I was three, in that too. That's actually wait, that's where I met Al. <laughs> did <laughs> we be on Head of State? That's crazy. Wasn't it Head of State that I met you on? Yeah, it was that, you. That, that is was the movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the debate scene. Yeah, and I was Wait, where, a. Uh, what did we meet on? Didn't we meet on the set too? Yes, Amanda, we met on Messiah. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah. on Netflix. Okay. Yes. Yeah, talk about so a bad the only TV thing, show. <laughs> <laughs> only thing missing is what set did Al and Chachi meet on? We met, uh, we met dressed as the Rock down the in the set of life on Halloween. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Halloween. Yes. We both dressed as a rock one year for Halloween. Personally, I would love to see your rock. And that's not an innuendo. I just want to see you dressed as the rock. Well, no, you, Chachi. Oh, Sorry, I guess you can't yeah. tell who I'm looking at when I'm looking at that. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, I can't wait to see you. As long as you can do the eyebrow, right? No, I think Al's was better, though. But uh, It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, guys. I'm lost. I'm supposed to get at the arrow. Yeah, the eyebrow, rather. Got to got to rock that. Um, speaking of the Rock, it's so funny you mentioned it. Black Adam, uh, which is the Rock's DC superhero film. Can you believe this is the first time the Rock is actually doing a superhero project? Um, well, besides is, besides Fast and Furious, if you want to call Fast and Furious superheroes, yes. But uh, it has a release date now, uh, July 29th, twenty twenty two. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's fantastic. And I think we previously announced that Helen Mirren will be a part of the cast and Aldous Hodge also, uh, will be playing Hawkman. Pierce Brosnan will be playing Dr. Fate. Um, so, um, wow. Heck of a a cast, um, for this film, obviously. 
Um, yeah, I think it's good they finally gave a comic book a, a chance to become a movie. Yeah, I think it was time because it hasn't been explored yet. So <laughs> good for uh, Black Adam. Black Adam, yes. Uh, Matt Damon's next film um, is called Stillwater. Will be coming to theaters this summer. Uh, it's directed by Tom McCarthy. Um, Matt um, stars opposite Abigail Breslin. Um, he plays an oil rig roughneck from Oklahoma who travels to France to attempt to exonerate his estranged daughter, who's played by Abigail Breslin, who is in prison for murder, uh, for a murder she claims she did not commit. Right. A um, couple shifts in movie release dates. Venom, Let There Be Car- Carnage will now be released on September 24th. Only a week. Not that big of a deal. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to the Venom movie. Um, Tom Hardy returns. And of course, Woody Harrelson will be playing Carnage. So that's really exciting. Woody Harrelson, uh, really? Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. If you saw the, the um, end credits of the first Venom movie, you would have seen uh, Woody Harrelson, if you recall, in the end credits of the first Venom movie. So they already teased um his role okay. for the next movie yeah you must have left before the credits shot and you know i, I never watch... do i never no no <laughs> you I never mean, you, you never stay for the credits for a long time what you said you never stay for the credits of a no, i never movie? leave i never leave um okay you just probably don't recall Woody. you don't recall Woody. No, i don't recall him being in there okay <laughs> so, so al i have a question for you yeah um, so do you think because that's being directed by andy circus so how do you think that's going to go? Wow, man, that, that's I mean, first of all, I, I believe Andy does have experience as a, a director. It's not, has, as, okay, it's not as directorial debut, is it? He did like the Jungle Book or one of the Jungle yeah. Book type of movies, Mogwai. Right. Mogli. Um, and like that was like, uh, what, three years ago. Um, right. But other than that, there's not a whole lot. So it's like, I'm just curious, you know, what everybody's read on that is, you know. Um, I know the guy knows CG shit inside and out, you know, and he knows that part of the process. He knows filmmaking because he's been on that side, you know, on the front side of the camera. But it was an interesting choice to read about him directing that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a movie of this scale and magnitude, you know, Um, a big budget superhero movie with, um, I mean, again, you mentioned The Jungle Book, but it's... I don't know. I really don't know how he's going to do art. I really don't know. I, I know he's the, one of the greatest motion capture uh, actors of all time, but yeah. can he direct the film? I don't know. I'm not sure about that one, guys. I'm not sure. Um, also, uh, Mortal Kombat will also be la- be delayed a week as well. Um, that's coming out April 23rd. I mean, honestly, but, like if, if they I mean, with this whole past year with them pushing these movies, you know, back like six months a year each time, if it's delayed a week, don't you tell us about it. Don't you advertise it? Because, you know, yeah. <laughs> we, cause that's nothing a week. Yeah. Compared to like years. <laughs> yeah. It's, right. It's, 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 how often has like Ghostbusters um, and the new Top Gun movie been pushed back? You know, at this point, I don't even understand why they don't just say like fall 2022 instead right. of like, a specific date yeah. where it's probably not going to come out. We all yeah, know it's it. It's vague, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Um, you're, sometime, you're, you're, sometime in your 30s, it's going to come out. <laughs> <to> say that. <laughs> That's a long time. 
so Bob Odenkirk is one of your favorite actors, Chachi. Yes. Um, I think Love it's one of our, I think it's one of Art's favorite. Can you believe he's the top of the box office? I do. Well, his, for nobody, his, yeah. His movie, Nobody. Uh, Bob is an unlikely action hero. Um, yeah, um, had um, a 6.7 million opening. So, um, of course, once Godzilla vs. Kong uh, is released, which I believe is today or tomorrow, that's obviously going to be the top of the box office next week. But nonetheless, it's good to see Bob Odenkirk at the top of the box office. Yeah, I thought it was one of the, the best uh, movies um, in the box office recently. You've already seen it. Yeah. yeah nice. I really want to watch it. I mean, I read that it was from the producers of John Wick. You say that, I'll see anything they do. It, yep, it definitely had a big John Wick feel to it. I, I felt like it would. And also, it's, it was interesting because I read about you know, how he was an unlikely hero. And then I watched the trailer. Right. And I was like, he's not unlikely at all. He's getting back into a life that he left. At least that's what the trailer right. made it look like. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's sitting there. He's essentially a dude who knows how to kick ass and kill, but he like left it years ago. So he has to sort of find it again. Yeah. yeah trying to but, live a normal life. But I think it, I can't help but to think this has to be the first time he has been a lead or title character in a film of any note, because, I mean, I know he's been in plenty of movies, right. and he's been leads on television. Right. But I don't know if he's ever been, like, the lead in a, in a film, and that's kind of huge. Especially yeah. at his age, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he's yeah. 58 years old, and I'm reading here that he would shoot Better Call Saul during the week, and on weekends he would meet up with uh, with a stuntman to um, practice, you know, some of his stunt that's work. Crazy. On I heard weekends. he was training for, year, for, like, a year or so. Yes. For- Yes, yeah, so you gotta applaud his worth that work ethic. It's that's amazing. Just an amazing um, job in Better Call Saul too. You know, like definitely my probably top favorite show on TV. That's out right now. Uh, you know what though? You know, Al, you know me as long as you have. I will. Uh, you know my cynicism, right? So right. I will absolutely applaud the work ethic. But when you're getting TV and film money. It's a lot easier to find the time to do these things. So uh, kudos for the effort, but you've already got them checks coming in, so you don't have to worry too much about how your free time is spent. That's a very good point. So and, kudos, but you know, I don't know. And the second, third, fourth, and fifth movies are Ryan and the Last Dragon, Tom and Jerry, Chaos Walking, and The Courier, um, respectively. So again, expect for that to change. Once Godzilla vs. Kong debuts, um, actually it debuts today on Wednesday, um, and it will play in more theaters than Tenet, Wonder Woman 1984, or any other pandemic era release. So oh, wow, yeah, they're expecting big things. I'm like missing one of the movies I haven't seen, and so I need to rewatch that before I watch Godzilla um, um, vs. Kong. I, I don't know if you're going to miss Kong. I think I'm going to Kong, um, uh, Skull Island. I, I just, think just know he's a giant, he's a giant gorilla. Yeah. Okay. There's a huge ape who's well, I was going to say, off. is there an order to these movies? Is there any reason to have to watch them chronologically? I somehow doubt and, it. You know what? They've made so many Godzillas within the last three years. I don't even know which one would be canon at this point. Yeah. 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 The last one I remember is Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen. So that'll tell you something. That, that mm-hmm. was the first Godzilla movie. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm, Actually, I thought the one with um, I thought the one with um, 
Oh, shit. I can't remember. I was going to say the, the one from 1930-something was the first well, one. Well, the first guy... I was going to think a very old-timey joke about that. But... <laughs> of, of this new iteration. Too soon. Um, Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, um, well, let's talk about some movies that are in production right now. So it might be a minute before we see these films. But uh, Russell Crowe confirmed uh, to appear in Marvel's Thor Love and Thunder. Um Interestingly, it's an unspecified role. I'm sure maybe we'll get more information um, a little later in production. But, um, I mean, we already have a lot of returning actors. And I'm reading here Matt Damon and Luke Hemsworth will be returning uh, as fake Loki and fake Thor, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, (laughs) I guess they have expanded roles um, because uh, I think the last, I think there were kind of like surprise cameos in the first or other in the last Thor movie. And now they're actually uh, promoting their appearances. But as you know, um, Natalie Portman will be returning. Um, Tessa Thompson, of course. Um, Chris Hemsworth, of course. He is Thor. And um, Christian Bale playing the big bad in this film. So this one's uh, scheduled premiere in May of 2022. Chachi, you sent me this, and I'm excited to read that Daisy Ridley, Ray Skywalker herself, um, apparently she is totally down for being the Spider-Woman movie. Apparently there are rumors um, that, or maybe it's not even a rumor, maybe it's, um, they're actually in talks with Daisy, with Daisy uh, for playing Spider-Woman. Um, but she said, OMG, I would love to play Spider-Woman. But is it more of like an extended Spider-Verse thing, is what she asked? So, so oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> what was that? I, I, I hit a button looking up some shit, and next thing you know, that just started. Sorry, continue on. Don't listen to me. I mean, hey, I mean, my favorite um, fandom is Star Wars. My second and third is Marvel and DC. And if Ray Skywalker, if Daisy Ridley is going to be a part of those two, that's amazing. You know, there's a, only a short handful of actors that have been in star Wars, Marvel and DC. Right. Can anyone name one of them? I know. I mean, I had to look it up, but a uh, little trivia. Uh, one of the very few, and if you, and you really can't count the voiceovers in animation. I mean, you can, but, if you want it to be strictly live action, there's only really a couple. Um, and that would be Natalie Portman. Oh, Natalie Portman. Oh. Natalie Portman has been in, um, of course, Marvel uh, with Thor. She's been in Star Wars as the oh, prequels. Yeah. And she's been in DC, V for Vendetta. Wow. Yeah. DC? DC um, Universe. Um, I didn't uh, even realize V for Vendetta was a DC thing. I knew it was a comic book, but I didn't realize yeah. it was a DC one. I thought it might have been one of the smaller offshoots. But Yeah. Uh, huh. You know, Al, I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of glad for the pandemic right now because I got into Marvel and Star Wars because of it. So I had not Yay! seen <laughs> Yeah, I had not seen like any awesome. movies before last March. Yeah. And now you're a Marvel and, and um, Star Wars fan. You, huge, huge Star Star Wars, especially. I'm like, I'm kind of obsessing over it right now. I just and you she's know, totally... the, she's happened by the coronavirus. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> 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 that, that. Honestly.
definitely the coronavirus has had some advantages. I'm not going to lie. I mean, for binge watching, for for right. catching up on, on on projects you you normally probably would have put off. And uh, I'm assuming you've also watched The Mandalorian. I started it. Yes, I'm on season one still. I'm I just okay. finished WandaVision, so I'm I'm getting into all of it. I'm trying to catch up. I've seen okay. all nine main movies. I watched Rogue One, so I'm I'm getting there. Are you getting there? Okay. Yeah. All right. So Mandalorian season two. The final episode is the big WTF moment. Okay. Just FYI. Okay. No spoilers. <laughs> I'm sure I look forward to that one. Uh, let's see. Paramount is expanding the Transformers um, universe. So, oh um, yeah. So this one now, I, I'm, I'm, this guy's super cool. Not only does he share my namesake, Soto. His name is Angel Manuel Soto with one T. I'm two T's. Um, he's been attached to direct. A Transformers, a standalone Transformers movie, um, and this will not connect any of the Michael Bay films. Okay, so this, I guess, this is a reboot. This is a completely different um, film um, that is not attached to the original franchise. I'm not sure why they would want to go outside the universe because those films are fairly recent, you know, but. I don't know. I, I don't know what, why they want to touch that one, but um, we shall see. Um, probably, probably because of the last recent ones were um, horrible, right? That, uh, besides Bumblebee, because all of them were horrible. But yeah. I love Bumblebee though. Bumblebee was so good. Bumblebee was good, and the, and the first Transformers movie um, yes. was really good. Agreed. Agreed. But totally. Other than that. And speaking of uh, retro um, '80s cartoons becoming movies, Thunder Thundercats. Cats. Yes. How did you know? Thundercats. Yes. Godzilla We're running versus... out of '80s cartoons. So. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong director Adam Weingard is attached to helm a CG animated adaptation of the '80s animated series Thundercats for Warner Brothers. Um, so look out for that one. I was animated. Um, yeah, it's a CG animated. Yeah, I was. I was thinking they were going to go the cg uh, sorry the live action maybe a hybrid live action it'd be CG hard one to do though i think it would hard it'd be hard to do with, with the costuming to make them look yeah. authentic right it might come off looking like cheesy like cats i was gonna yeah, say yeah, they yeah. learned their lesson from cats so. exactly i think that's <laughs> yeah i think that's a good call and uh Hopefully no cat buttholes either. <laughs> well, actually, that would be the only reason I would watch that movie. So if they would put that in there, then I would watch it for comedy, just like Seth Rogen. So. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Hashtag free the butthole version. <laughs> oh, man. Randall Park from WandaVision and, of course, Fresh Off the Boat. And he's also the, um, in Young Rock. Um, he's actually going to be stepping behind the camera for the first time as a director. Uh, for the upcoming film Shortcomings, and it's based on a graphic novel of a young uh, trio of Bay Area urbanites as they navigate a range of interpersonal relationships, traversing the country in search of an ideal connection. Right. What a horrible premise. Um, that, I mean, that sounds so indie movie. The yeah. right. thing you're missing is like just some like Mad Lib things like you know a social tr- i don't know it, it's it, it just sounds so indie it just sounds like <laughs> something sundance would be all over right yeah. okay well you know what randall if you're watching i would totally be down you can cast <laughs> me <Don't listen> to <laughs> <my guys. laughs> 
Got to give her credit. She's looking that's for the opportunity, niche. man. Yes, yeah. Yes. That'll get you far in L.A. That's your first lesson right there. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> I love it. I love You're it. You're like, don't listen to this asshole. Trust me, that movie sounds great, and I would love to be a part of it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got to put it you got to put yourself out there, of course. That's right. Uh, we mentioned Woody earlier. Yeah, so Woody Harrelson will be starring in a feature film adaptation of Joseph Kessel's novel. The Man with the Miraculous Hands, the fantastic story of Felix Kirsten, Himmler's Private Doctor. My God, that's the longest fucking title I've ever read (laughs) in my entire life. It's based on that novel. I'm hoping that the title of the actual movie is going to be a lot shorter. Yeah, don't Maybe. do a dumb Birds of Prey type of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, that, yeah, that Birds of Prey was a pretty long title as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a World War II psychological thriller, basically. So um, uh, look out for that one coming out. Um, also news on the upcoming um, semi-biopic of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz being the Ricardos. Um, the I Love Lucy, I guess, um, biopic. Um has added several other actors to the cast, including Tony Hale of Veep, who is an awesome, awesome actor. I got to work with on Veep for three seasons. Work with him for an episode. You did one episode with him. I did three seasons with him. Yes. Um, Alias Shawcat <laughs> and Jake <laughs> and Jake Lacey. <laughs> I don't think I saw you there. Yeah, because I'm I'm core um, core staffer, so my scenes are in the the stage or at the sound stage. All my scenes were there. So. Uh, Lizzie. Um, oh, wow. So we have the bio, bio, biopic of Princess Diana with Kristen Stewart. I think we were talking a while back how Kristen Stewart really has a striking resemblance to Princess Diana in like those early promotional photos. Um, so filming has shifted to the UK, um, and they just cast Prince Charles, who was actor Jack Farthing. Not familiar with him, but they just cast a Prince Charles for that film. Um, and I'm curious to see how Kristen Stewart, because, you know, very rarely do they have an American play a Brit. If you notice, it's always a Brit playing an American. It is. Yeah, still all of our jobs. Or a Brit playing a Brit. But I can't recall very many instances where an American does play Brit, um, with Peter Dinklage being one of the few, um, John Lithgow in The Crown being another. Art, can you think of any other Americans that played British? It's there's, it's like hard to think of one, right? It's other very than... it's very hard to think about it. Right, exactly, because I don't I don't think most American actors can do a proper British well, accent. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Dick Van Dyke kind of ruined that for us. Yeah, well, yeah, Dick went out and did his like awful cockney um <laughs> in mary poppins and then and, and, and ever since then it just seeded the so you know this derision where like brits yeah. are like oh no <laughs> um, well, you know what i want to put it on the record too that anytime a british person is doing an american accent it usually doesn't sound that good either you know i'd, I'd split it 50 50 sometimes i can't tell sometimes i can tell because there's certain words and all i could say is hey look you know what maybe they should just Reel it in a bit because they aren't perfect at it either. That's all I would say. <laughs> okay. you know, it's, like, it's all Fair enough. for Christ's sake. We're good. If you weren't born in both, the only person I know who can do both is like, is it Jillian or Gillian? Jillian Allen Anderson? I never Jillian know how to pronounce Anderson, her name. Christ. 
Right, you're right. Because she was born in the U.S. but raised in, in England, so she spent right. a lot of time. So she can be American in X-Files, but then she can do The Crown or in be Margaret Thatcher, for Christ's sake. Yes, and she's so. in the uh, Sex Education on Netflix. Another great example is Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead. She, she is um, full-on British, isn't she? She's British, but she, she was raised in the uh, U.S., moved back to England. Yeah. Um, so I think she's English-American. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, yes, if, if you have... Yeah. yeah, but to answer your I question, suppose. not very often, not very, not often. very often, right? Yeah, so that's a interesting trivia there. Uh, let's see what else. So changes with the Tribeca Film Festival. Um, happy to announce that the 20th anniversary of the Tribeca Film Festival will, will be an, an doing an in person festival, and they're choosing outdoor venues, but it will be the first major film festival to be held in person since the COVID-19 pandemic. This is fantastic wow. news. Very happy to hear this um, with Click on This Show, who um, I also host as, as um, yeah, one of the hosts of that show. Uh, been lucky enough to attend Tribeca in New York City. Um, so um, really excited to hear this one's coming back. So um, great news overall. All right, moving on to television, guys. Um, Disney Plus. Let's start with Disney Plus stuff. So I'm really excited about this, guys. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series will begin production in April. Oh, my gosh. So Ewan McGregor returns as, yes, the title character of Obi-Wan, the Jedi Master. Um, And the story begins 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, where Kenobi you know, faced his greatest defeat. Um, and of course, um, Anakin Skywalker turned to Darth Vader. Um, and Hayden Christensen, who played opposite Anakin in the prequel trilogy, is reprising his role of Darth Vader in the new series. Absolutely. And I imagine it would be a combination maybe of of maybe some backstory of Anakin and in addition him dressed as Darth Vader. Can we, can we touch on that for a second and just realize, yeah. Is that a terrible choice? Cause Hayden Christensen was awful. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I I definitely want to hear the star Wars fanatics point of view, but I also (laughs) want to hear the actor's point of view because he, I now after those movies, I never sought out another movie of his. I think there might have been one other one, like what's the the jump or jumper or whatever the fuck it was called. He was in Looper, wasn't he? No, not Looper. That was wasn't Looper. That was just one of it. Um, but Hayden Christensen was so unbelievably wooden and awful that he should have won every fucking Razzie for a a decade. So I just want to know: Did he either really, really, really good? Or did Disney lose their minds? Because yes, I hate sand. Gets everywhere. It's all so That's, a, that's a writing mistake. That's not his fault. That's well. Who then you know it? what? The entire series of movies was written piss poor because every line he said was awful. No, they were. The prequels were notoriously. I mean, the, the writing was was kind of bad. I mean, Natalie Portman even kind of it looks like an amateur in some of those movies, in my opinion. And I love Natalie. He so. had some bad um, moments, but then he, he had some good moments. He, I, I felt his rage when he was killing the sand people. Oh, anger's easy. We can't ever balance acting anger? off anger, for Christ's okay. sake. All right. Okay. I, I was believing Anger's the easiest thing to do. 
Is it? Okay. It yeah. literally is the it easiest is. emotion. It requires nothing except just to furrow your brow and start talking loud. I mean, it's like... <laughs> that's a good, that's a good acting yeah. By the way. I was gonna say it's a good point that you brought up because I feel like at the Oscars, a lot of times the scenes that they show or the you know the roles that they reward are the ones where they show anger, and it's I think it it you know should be quieter. You know, oh, I agree. Fact. Don't even get me started on Oscars. I'm I'm <laughs> nope, mm-mm, nope nope. Yeah. <laughs> so they just announced. But some sorry, additional... I want to hear more. I don't mean the real. Yeah. But yeah, please tell me more about Hayden Christensen and it not being a mistake. Oh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, because you you had something to say. I wanted to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think Revenge of the Sith in particular. He, I think his big problem is the line delivery. Is you know the um the vocal performance, which is um again could be in part because of the writing, um, but his facial expressions for me, and especially again in Revenge of the Sith, are, are they they accurately portrayed what I thought Anakin was supposed to be going through. I also, I mean, I have to admit that I am, you know, a 22 year old girl and uh, he's good looking. And <laughs> so, I mean, am I a little biased? Probably. But um, no, yeah, I think I, I don't think it's fair to, you know, his career took like a huge hit and other people's went on after that. And I think, I mean, you McGregor was probably the best part of the prequels for me. Um, so I'm I excited about Kenobi. Well, he was yeah. one of the most well-trained actors they brought yes. on. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's always good. I mean, everything he does is really good. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, even, like, again, you have, like, Natalie Portman, who's an Oscar winner, you know, for Black Swan, who, yeah, uh, yeah again, she didn't really do a great job in those prequels. And I think that really is just, it's the writing. I think it's, it's like, the writing it boils at least down to, 50% right. the writing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think we've seen enough of Hayden's other work because uh, some of his other m- films were not ma- as mainstream as Star Wars. So maybe that's where the hesitation is. And then again, he's also going to portray Darth Vader in a lot of it. So, Well, and as far as yeah. him coming back and the reasoning behind that, I feel like um, he's kind of, and again, like among my generation or among girls, he, people, they love him. I mean, I, I think people are super excited to see him come back. They're probably super excited to see him get a second chance at portraying the character and maybe in a way that will be memorized as a more accurate and, or you know and he's never really played vader that that long if you think about mm-hmm. it he was burned to a crisp on mustafar and then we showed him become darth vader at the end of the film but he hasn't spoiler actually spoiler alert oh well, <laughs> it, it's it's been a minute like 20 years old i know right but now he's actually says, the, at, says yeah. the girl who's almost as old as the movie is exactly <laughs> But yet he has a chance to portray Vader in 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 a, in a way that we haven't seen before. That's true. So. And you know what? I will admit to being reactive. I will absolutely admit that. Because <laughs> okay. I, no, I have to say this that after after being in LA as long as I have, I have been in so many different acting classes with people who are established actors that I look and, and when I was younger I'd be like, why the fuck are you here? Like you have a career. And then doop do do because as I get older, I'm always learning. I'm like, well, of course, they have to keep getting better. Right. And they do. And next thing you know, they get better roles. So for all I know, ever since the early aughts, here he is. Hayden Christensen's probably sitting there training with somebody personally, for all I know, like once, twice a week or whoever. Yeah. And he could be great. So I shouldn't discredit him. That was a knee-jerk reaction, but <laughs> it was also to be funny. So let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Well, plus, he's playing Vader, so I'm sure most of the um, show he's going to have a helmet on. Yeah. You know, or take it off here and there. VOing it. I, I think they're going right. to show his disfigured face a few times with the makeup. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah but, you know, it's like when they use the same actors to portray the same um, And ties characters. everything in together. Yeah. But, 
But Al, I, they can't show the disfigured face too much because then all the young girls who really thought he was cute are going to be right. like, ew, gross. <laughs> I don't like that anymore. <laughs> That's a very good point. Very good point. But I'm excited about the new. Now, speaking of tying in, guys, this is exciting. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru are coming back, guys. Um, this is Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace. Now, Joel Edgerton was not the big household name at the time when he shot the prequels. You know, and it was a very small role, but he's going to have a more prominent role now. Um, and he's an incredible actor. If you've seen Loving, that's probably one of his best works. Um, Bonnie Peace played on Peru. Um, also joining the cast. This oh, is wait, so is that the same actress from the original um, A New Hope? Well, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, well, it's, it's got to be. Take... geriatrics. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Timeline wise, it wouldn't work. No, oh, right, it's, I know. I know. The, it's the prequel. <laughs> I, I'm excited. About, can, so. I'm excited about the Queen of the Sand Snakes. Indira Varma is joining the cast of uh, of um, Obi Wan Kenobi, um, the mother of the three Sand Snakes. Yeah. Um, and I have a feeling is the love int- will be portraying the love interest of Obi Wan. Um, no. Yeah, I think that, that's my guess. I mean, that that's just I, a hunch. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know because you know he's got to have that love interest. You know. Um, you know, th- that internal battle of being a Jedi and falling in love. And I mean, if we can't have hot Anakin, then we can at least have hot Obi-Wan and a love interest and a romance okay. story. <laughs> exactly. Give me something. Hot, um, C-3PO, right, in this series? <laughs> um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if you could. You, we can have C-3PO R2? and yeah. And, uh, R2. Yeah, why not? Um, also, Mogus um, Ingram, um, Kumail Najani. Oh, wow. He's actually going to be in the Eternals, too. O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube Jr. will be yeah. here. Will Little be Cube. Here. Little Cube. Yeah. Great cast. I mean, this is awesome. Really excited. All right. Winter Soldier, guys. Episode two. Anybody Anybody tune in? I did. Chachi, what did you think, Chach? Yeah, it definitely wasn't as good as the first episode. Wasn't as good as the first episode. I think this was the episode to develop some of the characters, develop yeah. the pro- the the antagonists in the Flag Smashers, uh, that group of super soldiers gone bad. Um, so, um, yeah, I think um, I think, and I'm, I love I love learning more about White Russell's, uh, as you call it, the BWO, <laughs> the BWO version of Captain America, um, aka Crab Cakes from anywhere else, where Chris Evans is Crab Cakes from Maryland meme. If you've seen that meme, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm referring to. <laughs> have you seen that meme already i've seen it i actually i saw it as another version i saw it um it was a burger thing the first time and then i saw the crab cake version so i'm guessing the crab cake was probably original but i saw somebody modified it as a burger thing but yeah to, to be more universally um you know yeah understood yeah yeah, yeah. obviously the, the the dmv people know about how awesome the crab cakes are in maryland come on <laughs> let's just get that straight absolutely yes Right. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought it was a good episode. I mean, you know, um, I'm just looking forward to. I mean, we're only getting six episodes, so um, WandaVision we got nine episodes. So you know, this is, you know, I guess we're gonna get more of that MCU quality type of of episode with with a shortened season. Um, but nonetheless, I, I'm really looking forward to it, guys. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, how um, do you? 
Oh, sorry. No, no, of course. How do you think it compares to WandaVision in terms of, I mean, like, which one did you enjoy more or are you enjoying it more than WandaVision? WandaVision was just different. And that's why I liked it so much. You know, um, the first four episodes was was complete, just utter um, frivolousness, but very entertaining at the same time because it was directly patterned after some of the old sitcoms. Then when you get to the last five episodes, you start slowly incorporating some of that MCU factor to it. Um, so I love the, the the I don't know just how different that series is from anything else we've seen in the MCU. Falcon and Winter Soldier is kind of getting beats like six mini MCU movies to me so far. Um, although because of the television, you you kind of have to ease up on the explosions, the crazy special effects to to focus on some character development. We got that in the very first episode. That was just insane. That that plane. Um, yeah, that was a really cool scene. That plane scene with with um, Falcon and George St. Pierre and all that was fantastic. So I think it's a little early to call which one I like better. Ask me that again once it wraps. That I'm probably will be able to answer that one though. But uh, I I heard that a shocking amount of people die in the first episode of that. I'm sure they're all henchmen. They're all the red shirts. Plus show. That's got to be a little shocking, right? Yeah, I mean it's still PG-13, which is of course it is. No, but PG-13 you know, is all about what you see, not the implication. Right. And that's a funny thing about Disney is they tend to just sort of brush off implication as opposed to what you're viscerally seeing, which is kind of funny. Like if something happens where like half a city is destroyed, it's like, wow, you just killed like 100,000 people and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point. And I did forget a very, very cool Star Wars tidbit on Disney Plus. Star Wars The Bad Batch just premiered on Disney Plus. If you're not familiar with them, they're five enhanced clones from the clone army. Um, and, you know, they have their own very special abilities or features. Hunter, Echo, Tech, Wrecker, and Crosshair, who possess a singular exceptional skill which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. So um, I am slowly trying to get through Clone Wars um, because this is obviously um, kind of um, a spinoff of Clone Wars, but um, nowhere near finished because there's eight seasons of Clone Wars. It could take a while. Um, But um, interestingly enough, Sebastian Stan, who is Winter Soldier, um, who has, we've seen that meme, he has a striking resemblance to young Mark Hamill. He actually, he actually um, made a comment um, about possibly portraying young Mark Hamill in a future Future Star Wars series on Disney Plus. And he says, if Mark Hamill called me personally to tell me he feels inclined to share this role with me, then I will believe it. Until then, I won't believe it. So basically, he is expecting Mark to personally call him and saying, you have my blessing. You can be young Luke Skywalker. And I think it's quite frankly, a better decision than doing young CG in Mark Hamill for an entire series. Yep. Well, they can't that do could, that. That could be very expensive, you know? They won't, they won't do that. And There's it no could also look terrible. It could also look very terrible, exactly. Um, but I won't get into that. might be going to spoiler territory for 
Mandalorian if I talk any more about that. Um, so we'll I've already on. read the internet personally, but you don't want to spoil it for her. So. I don't want to spoil it for Amanda. No. I think <laughs> I probably I'm on the internet too, so I'm I'm honestly I think I've. I think I know what you're talking about. I bet you're about. probably you know on the internet to. more than I am, and even I knew about it. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> God. Okay, by the way, it's just saying that made me feel old. <laughs> and I'm not that old. Just right, saying. you're not. <laughs> Is this what it feels like to get to your age, Chachi? Um, I want to know. <laughs> oh, but, but it was sad at the end of The Mandalorian when everybody died. That was my Yeah, well, I guess there won't be a season it. three. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gina Carano's character died. At least, yeah. hey, hey, Too hey, no the, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's where tweets will get you fired, and they may either. Do you think they should recast her or kill her character off? What do you think they should do with Gina Carano's character? Who are you asking? Uh, the panel. I mean, there's um, so many characters they have in Star Wars, they don't need to. Yeah, honestly, they should kill character. the character off instead of try to recast it because she had a very, she had a, a very special approach and the characterization was her i mean it was like yeah you can find another mma quality fighter you know it's like it just doesn't doesn't fit like a ronda rousey or someone like that. but it's kind of it's kind of bullshit if they like do one of these off-screen kills where it's just like you know during the season breaks it's like oh yeah well her planet got blown up it's like that's dumb (laughs) i don't know it's it's a it's a tricky thing to navigate but you know that's why they get paid the big bucks over there and yeah. Right rooms to figure out how to fix that. So. Yeah. Well, um, I actually forgot to mention that very um, important aspects of the second episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, we've actually met two Captain Americas, the the Wyatt Russell version, and we've also met, um, Isaiah Bradley, who was like one of the original Captain Americas from back in the day, and. Um, we actually saw that interaction when Winter Soldier and Falcon, you know, went to his house. And, um, yeah, I mean, going, I mean, it's going, you know, I just think it's very interesting that, that there have been Captain Americas throughout the years. And, uh, um, yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting. And I'm, I'm really intrigued to see where they go with it. Um, oh, yeah, another, um, another character is... Um, who are, who are in the Flag Smashers uh, group is um, Carly Morgenthau. Morgenthau? Okay. Um, and she's one of the Flag Smashers. And um, apparently, initially, they thought she was a hostage, but turned out not to be the case. But, um, yeah, she has very similar powers to Winter Soldier and Captain America, basically any super, uh, super soldier. And um, although it is a very interesting twist from the comic books, uh, in the comic books, it was Carl Mongathu. And in Falcon and Winter Soldier, they decided to gender swap, and she's now Carly. So there you go. Um, Something, some trivia for you. Um, Over on HBO Max, um, of course, all of us are still... um, you know, in all over the, the Justice League um, Snyder Cut, which we've talked about two episodes, so we don't need to talk any more about it. But um, they're um, going full forward with more um, animated um, films on HBO Max, um, with the next one um, being Batman The Long Halloween, 
Mm-hmm. And Supernatural's Jensen Ackles leads the cast as Bruce Wayne. Um, so, um, and um, this one's a little sad that Naya Rivera from Glee, who passed away in a boating accident, she actually voiced Catwoman. Mm. So um, this is probably one of her last projects that we're, we're going to get to see. Um, Josh Dumel, Harvey Dent, Billy Burke, James Gordon, Titus Welliver, Carmen Falcon. Quite quite a um, cast. Jack Quaid from The Boys uh, playing Alberto. Um, so a lot of, lot of um, big names for this animated Batman film. So a long Halloween, something to look forward to. All right, so George R R R R R R Martin <laughs> signed a massive overall deal um, with HBO, a five-year deal. I hope he keeps his health. Um, but uh, <laughs> and he's making somewhere in the mid eight figures, guys. Holy smokes, eight figures nice. with this five-year deal to produce more Game of Thrones type of content for the network. As you know, there's several spinoffs that we already talked about on the show. Um, House of the Dragon. Um, and of course, he's got other um, projects that he'll be doing as well. Wild Cards is another one on HBO. So not only is he doing... He can't HBO, finish his current project. He can't even finish the book, right? <laughs> right, yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Everybody finish the last book. Game of Thrones book. Just get it done, man. Get him like 10 more um, projects to do. Why is he he's taking his sweet time? And you know what? I almost think that if they weren't even able to stick the landing of the original show, should they really be allowed to make more? Yeah. <laughs> final season. Well, I guess that's why we're waiting for his book to see how he should have done it. So. We're never well, going to get it. <laughs> according to... Uh, to, to uh, D, um, was it Dan or, or uh, David? No, sorry. According to David Benioff, who I talked to at the SAG Awards specifically over a cocktail, I talked about it. It's like, out of curiosity, please tell me. Um, I, I First of all, I told him that I enjoyed the final season, so fuck the naysayers. <laughs> Might have been a little bit of, you know, a little bit of embellishment there. But you I, I never. But, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, be friendly with this guy, you know? And, you, know it's, you know, hell, you know? <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I talked to him. We're having a cocktail, and I was like, "So, I know that you went ahead of the source material. Got to know, was the final season was was that the outline of George R. R. Martin?" And he said, "Yes." Yeah. I know that George R. R. Martin had talked to them about the story and how it was going to go. Right. That being said, if he's still writing it, he can go back and change it. Well, you'd have to at this point. That's the that's what he can do. If if he literally saw how everybody didn't like, he's like, well, fuck it, I'll just go back and. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, he's just like, I already got my money. I mean, what's it going to make it different? Yeah. And plus, you can advertise like, oh, this is a much better ending than um, Game of Thrones on TV that's show. A, that's a great point. And people would they buy the book to see yeah. a better ending. Yeah. yeah. He's actually uh, developing Game of Thrones as well into a Broadway play. Wow, a Broadway play. During one of the most epic events in Westeros history, the Great Tourney at Harrenhal, or Harrenhal, Harrenhal. Harrenhal. So, um, so this untitled stage production will be produced by Simon Painter and Tim Lawson. Um, wow, Game of Thrones on Broadway. Yes, sir. Right? Pretty cool. I like it. I dig it. What I'm Maybe... surprised is it's not a musical. I was gonna say, thank God it's not a musical. I think that would be hilarious. Are you, <laughs> you kidding? That's a rather, great opportunity. You'd rather see the music. A musical, Artie. Mandy, you don't want to see the musical. No. What are your What are your arguments for both? 
Okay, imagine Camelot, but with like the filthiness and like the like the bawdiness of of like Rent and um and Book of Mormon, while you still have the theatrical gore of Guanguanal Theater. I mean, Ooh, that would be amazing. Entertaining. Yeah, I just I was a theater kid, so I just I'm I can't musicals. I just <laughs> had enough. For a lifetime, I think. Do you think it would be too campy, Amanda? If they if they did. That? I mean, I'm all for campy. I like campy, but I'm I don't know. I'm Dude, just I'm also Game just of fucking Thrones. It's all gonna be campy on stage. Yeah, they can be yeah. like like I'm begging my sister. I'm yeah. begging my brother. They can sing it and like do a little dance and stuff. It could work. It could work. It could Al, work into it. Yeah. Al, could you please give me a recording of him saying that? I want to use that as a prop of my show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd be very honored. Party. Oh, Chachi would be honored, and Chachi, I think, would, would love to join for a future episode of That Was Disappointing, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll join one day if you do it. Yeah! <laughs> there you Whoa, go. Oh, a crossover yeah, right there. Crossover! But sorry, back to you, Al. <laughs> um, let's see, the HBO's uh, untitled series about the LA Lakers. We've talked about this on the show. They just added Jason Siegel to the cast. I mean, this already has a all-star cast. Um... You know, uh, I think we mentioned last week that um, Michael Chiklis was involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Sally Field. Um, I mean, John C. Riley. Wow. I mean, this is pretty much an all-star cast um, for this. Um, yeah, this I guess this 80s biopic of the L.A. Lakers. A biopic series, that is. So. Um, all right. Over on Netflix. Um they're getting a, They're going to do a spinoff called The Witcher Blood Origin. So it's a prequel series currently in the works uh, at Netflix. And Lawrence O'Farrain is in a lead role. It's a prequel of what? Of The Witcher. And this will be um, 1,200 years before the events of The Witcher. Um, we'll tell a story lost to time. The creation of the first prototype Witcher and the events that lead to the pivotal conjunction of the spheres uh the witchers is one show that still um that i still have not seen yet um it is on that watch list um but yet anyone seen the witcher yet can comment on it or i i watched the first episode but i was stoned out of my mind <laughs> and i had no idea what the fuck was going on and i talked to people who are very familiar with because you know clearly it's based off the game, which is based off the books, vice versa, whatever way you want it. And they did tell me it's understandable that I was confused because even they, Stone Sober watched it, were confused because they they played with the chronology a bit, where they don't tell you what is happening now versus in the past versus in the future. So you have to watch it for a bit before you start getting a handle of the timeline. Ah. So don't watch it stoned. First okay. lesson. <laughs> but I, it was fun what I did see. I, was, what, I just didn't know what the hell was happening, but it was fun. Good, what's good to watch stoned, by the way, incidentally? What, stoned? Yeah, what's good to watch stoned? Pineapple Express. <laughs> <laughs> no, what TV? Honestly, sorry. most movies are good. Actually, you know what? Superstore is really, really. I mean, Superstore is great in its own right, but watch <laughs> that shit stoned or Bob's Burgers. Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Uh, 
<laughs> All right, over on Hulu, they're actually doing an animated series, a Marvel animated series on Hulu. I thought Disney Plus owned everything Marvel, but but they also own Hulu, so uh... it depends on it depends on the age range of the series. What are you going to talk about? Well, it's a stop motion animated series with John Hamm, Whoopi Goldberg, Bill Hader, Nathan Fillion, and I mentioned this on the show. These are four huge names in the entertainment industry. Can can't an animated show sell without having those big name voice uh, actors get get credible voice actors? You know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I but agree with you. You're, you're not being sold by the actor. You're not seeing them on screen. Why waste your budget on these A-listers? Because they're recognizable names. Nobody knows who the hell voice actors are. The only people who know who voice actors are are actors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but if you talk to time, John, Dick, and Harry on the street, they're not going to know like who Bob Joles is. They're not going to know yeah, what, like you know. I get it, but are you really watching you know all these great animated films for yeah. the actors? You're watching yeah, I, for the. I personally don't no. care if Beyonce voices a character of an animated. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, don't know. I, I, mean, prefer, I prefer if Beyonce doesn't ever do that again after the Lion King. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So uh, let's see. Ronald D. Moore is developing a fantasy series uh, on Hulu uh, based on Sarah Mass's A Court of Thorn and Roses. Okay. So, are, you, are we a fan of the novel series? I don't know. Which uh, centers around a teenage huntress named Fair Archeron. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. After murdering a fairy wolf in the woods, she is dragged to the magical land of Perinthian by Tamlin, who serves as one of the seven high lords of Perinthian. Okay. I mean, mean, you got to kill the fairy wolves. You got to kill the could this get out of hand? I mean, if you don't kill them, all of a sudden there's like 18 fairy wolves outside your house and they get into your garbage and everything. It's a, it's a uh, whole, it's a whole issue. Yeah. You don't want that. I mean, speaking of Game of Thrones, it kind of sounds like it had a bastard baby with Twilight. That's what this sounds like to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of, um, a little bit of. I can um, see that as well. Yeah. What was that werewolf um, show on HBO? Um, True Blood. True Blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Amanda Seyfried has signed on to play um, Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes in Hulu series The Dropout. Um, wow. Um, so she's taking over the role formerly um, um, cast by, uh, by Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, for reasons unknown, dropped out of the project. And Amanda Seyfried's taking over. Which... For what founder? Pardon? What founders? What founder you said? Um Kate McKinnon um, was re- initially in this role of well, the dropout. What's the what's the sh- what's the story again? Yeah. Oh, okay. With well, the story, okay. The story um, uh, tells the story of Holmes, an enigmatic Stanford dropout, who founded medical testing startup Theranos. She was lauded as a Steve Jobs for the next yes, tech yes. generation. Okay. I saw the documentary on it. Yes. Oh, the Steve Jobs. Okay, cool. Once yeah, worth huge billions of dollars, the myth crumbled when it was revealed that none of the tech actually worked, putting thousands of people's yeah. health in grave danger. That does sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. Like, like if you watch the the real the real woman who did that, like it, she's just like a sociopath. It, it's, yeah, she was like a con artist, right? Yeah, she yeah. Bullshitted her way through like medical got medical yep. research, and she got tons of grants from the government or whatever. Exactly. Yep. Her yep. scam was so successful that they thought she was a young female Steve Jobs, and people just went crazy over her, and like yeah. they threw all this money at her, and she was a, yep. a huge con artist. 
I think this is great for Amanda. I think she's perfect for this. Yeah, um, story. Yep. So the scam was so successful that Theranos was at one time valued at nine billion dollars, making her one of the richest women in the world. Yeah. I am still jealous, Chachi. You met Amanda Seyfried. She, oh, I love her. I love her so much. So jealous. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and um. Yeah, so I think that's great. Um, I mean, I guess it, it was interesting because I guess Kate McKinnon was actually going to be acting in a dramatic role. And, and again, a comedian playing a dramatic role, this, this might have been a first for Kate McKinnon. I don't recall her being in anything dramatic, although she was in that film yesterday. But I was still her, – her role was still somewhat comedic in that, in that film. So Yeah, she yeah. might have felt like a little bit too pressured because I, I think she hasn't done a full-fledged – dramatic role i mean she that was still, like, kind of snarky with that yeah. maybe maybe that's why she bailed in the project art Could be. she might have got nervous i mean it's 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 a heavy price yeah yeah interestingly enough yeah um she this did, did, did a, uh, a non-funny role since um ghostbusters right <laughs> <laughs> too soon oh, no. i see what you did there <laughs> Uh, over on amazon uh this one looks really cool from the creators of westworld it's called the peripheral um and it stars jack rayner um it's adapt adapts the novel cyberpunk by author william gibson and involves the usual concoction of of the westworld producers ideas ranging from multiple timelines to cyber and nanotechnology and chloe grace moretz um is in the cast and gary carr and jack rayner so that looks pretty dope i mean i love westworld so i think this one's going to be great um buffy herself sarah michelle geller will star in a ya comedy hot pink over in amazon uh described as a biting coming of age comedy okay uh, loosely inspired by the book what girls are made of um centers around a broken-hearted 16 year old who tries to figure out what the conditions of love are in the wake of a bad breakup hmm. so um it's great to see her back on tv i miss buffy on tv <laughs> she's awesome um for you doctor who fans billy piper has joined the cast of lena dunham's feature Catherine called birdie which is the working title at amazon also stars andrew scott from fleabag and game of thrones the little bear bella ramsey's in this one too <laughs> she's got a role lately yes oh i was so sad about her death scene yeah but the last of us i mean she was cast as ellie right yeah yeah and yeah. she's in last of us as well god she's, she I, I was really sad about that one that, that was that was heartbreaking um oh wow this is a this is a tie-in for baltimore guys john waters has joined the cast of marvelous mrs Maisel season four. Oh yeah wow he'll be in a guest starring role um uh, with the exact nature of his character being kept under wraps so pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool over on stars american gods has been canceled after three seasons whoa john waters is 74 now wow and he's 74 i was gonna yeah. say i was just glad he's still alive but yeah. <laughs> Last time I saw him was at a strip club. Of course it was. Of course it was. He was doing research ago. for his film, right? Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be at the um, the men's um, strip club? I was talking. I was to gonna him. say that's usually not where he. That's not his no, style no. strip club, but yeah. Is like, oh, he yeah, gay? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Very oh, good. Yeah, oh, I had no idea. Very much and very proud. And, you know, kudos, oh, man. Shit. I think he was like the first gay man, actually. I was going to say, he's like the first who's just like, this is who I am and I don't give a fuck. This yeah. Is who I, do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he right. tried to be great. Street, did he? Right. I love him. I love Crybaby. It's my favorite John Waters. Yeah. Wasn't that a great film? That was fantastic. Um, yeah. So yeah, really quick. So American Gods, yeah, canceled. And Neil Gaiman, of course, the writer, producer. Uh, of course, he wrote the original um, graphic novels. Um, he did say that it may be canceled on Stars, but it's definitely not dead. So apparently, he is looking for um, a new network home for American Gods, so yeah, maybe I mean, Netflix could pick it up, you know? I don't know. Like, if you can't make it on stars, I mean, where else is there for you to go? Well, you know, that yeah, it's, like it's funny you barrel. should say that, though, because, though, I will say stars has been pushing edgy content for almost a decade, where yeah. the shit they do on there, like, you wouldn't do on other networks. I mean, HBO started kind of getting there, like, halfway through Game of Thrones and later right. on. But stars really stepped out when they strike his blood and sand. And I mean, they were doing shit on that network. I was like, whoa, I haven't seen good drama mixed with like pretty much softcore porn. You know, it was like <laughs> HBO meets Cinemax. It was crazy. So I don't know. Uh, if even have stars. I don't know if Netflix is ready to handle that yet. Yeah, they had uh, Riley Keough, who's in a um, movie called Zola coming out. That was a uh, trailer that just dropped also. Um, she is the granddaughter of Elvis Presley and the daughter of um, Lisa Marie, if you didn't know. Mm. Um, she uh, is in a, a Sundance film that will be will have a theatrical release coming up. So that should be really exciting. All right, so Walking Dead's last episode left much to be desired. Um, oh, it was quite diverged. It was the lowest rated episode um ever um based on imdb's ratings um yeah uh yeah, it, it it ranked 4.5 from registered users oh yeah that's bad and it was really all about carol trying to cook a pot of soup and being and the main <laughs> antagonist of yeah. that episode being a giant rat yes, yes. that was the entire episode and a lot of people compared it to Breaking Bad's Fly. Fly. Yeah, yes. infamous Fly episode, yes. Which is um, similarly hyper-focused on the character's attempt to rid themselves of a pest. Which um, Ryan Johnson directed that episode. Right, exactly. So yeah. this is kind of like the, Fly episode. the Walking Dead's answer to the Fly episode. Yeah, but I yeah. want to know, I feel like even though it's synonymous as being a, a bottle episode, mm-hmm. I want to know, from my memory, though, that was also one of the higher-rated episodes in Breaking Bad, though. That's the difference. Even though it's a similar... It's a bottle... Because it was about the relationship between the two men, and they're dealing with this stress, and it was just boiling point between the two. So I'm actually looking it up right now, just because I'm very curious if I'm misremembering if it was actually, like, you know, uh, a poorly-rated episode. And that would be the difference between perhaps the caliber of the writing of each, you know, I don't know who, who was doing that, but, um, I, uh, yeah, but Daryl and Carol are, t- are my like, two favorite characters, you know, on the show. Everyone, everyone's favorite character on the and show. And they just right? really have like, I think just dropped the ball with them this season. Like the last episode with Daryl mm-hmm. and Carol, I thought was super boring when you met, um, Daryl's girlfriend that he had. And I thought that was super boring. Like, I, mean, I don't know what they're doing. And they, are they planning on doing like, a spinoff between those two? Yeah, yeah, series? that's that's 
the, the plan is a future series with yeah. Daryl and Carol. It's a, well, they're doing a bad job um, getting people ready for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually did enjoy that episode a little more than last week's episode. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, Which isn't saying much. I actually thought it was – I enjoyed it because – I mean, it was good to see Daryl uh, finally in, in, you know, involved with someone, you know, as you know, he's avoided r- romance and, and relationships on the on the show for 10 seasons until then. So um, and, you know, people were wondering, oh, is the character Daryl gay because we've never seen him hook up or, you well, know, no, who's wondering that? there's plenty of guys. In there they just thought there. he was asexual. Yeah. Th- yeah. Like, I mean, just not interested. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I we thought. thought initially. But I have a question that I, I kind of have not really been watching The Walking Dead lately. Um. It, what happened to Connie? <laughs> so Connie was uh, apparently sort of rescued by Virgil. Virgil was that um, character that uh, helped Michonne escape on the boat to go find Rick. Oh, okay. So she's probably uh, going to be in the Rick movies. Michonne will most likely probably be in the one of the, the second or third Rick movie. I don't think she'll be in the first one because eventually they'll have that, you know, that happy reunion with the family. Uh, personally, I would love to see that play out on the, the series because, it, you know, we're getting season 11, the final you know, season of The Walking Dead, finally. But they want to explore that in the movies is fine. But um, I would I would just in general love to see Rick, Michonne and the family reunite at some point in season yeah. 11. I do hope that happens. Yeah. I do hope that happens. So the but, next week, next week's season episode, 11, like don't even film it if COVID's still going on, because. Yeah. We did see the limitations of what they're dealing with with COVID, yeah. you know. Um, Which I thought they did good the week before um, with um, the, the Princess. Princess was great, and of course the opening um, episode, which was uh, Maggie's return. Yeah, that was good too. Discovering Negan, and a lot of hype is surrounding the upcoming finale this Sunday for AMC Plus. You get it on Thursday. Oh, it's the finale the, this week. That's right. It's the finale, oh. this, finale this week. It's here's Negan. Which is oh. the entire backstory of Negan, and you also and you also get to know the origin of Lucille because it's um, you have Hillary Burton playing um, um, Negan's wife and yeah. is the real life wife of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, really? So okay. yeah, so of course you're not going to get those lame scenes of them holding like you know how Daryl was holding that uh, that his love interest's hand and they, there, yeah. there was no like intimacy or kissing scenes or anything obviously they can do that with Nick and his wife because they can, they're actually, they can actually have sex yeah. on film if okay. they wanted to um but i i think they were trying that, to avoid that, that's that. Not how that works but yeah i think they were trying to avoid penetration this episode <laughs> yeah absolutely why the fuck not on basic anything? cable sure i can't you know? promise anything but i mean it's, it's a finale episode Holy smokes, Those guys! Got to get those views in, man. You got to make up yeah. for that four point what? Four point six? So yeah. Hey, you guys watched the finale of Walking Dead? That actually had penetration <laughs> on it. I can't it. It was like it was like watching a Lars von Trier film. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Lars von Trier is that the the um director of um, Nymphomaniac? Correct. Yes, yes. Um, I partied hard with uh, Stacy Martin um, at oh, yeah. the possessive party at yep. Sundance. Young Nymphomaniac, yes. <laughs> yes, Nymph- young Nymphomaniac and I had many shots that night, and we had a good time. She's really cool. Nice. Very cool chick. Awesome. All right, so um, before we go, um, for our classic cut break, I'm so excited Rick and Morty Season 5 will be debuting this summer on Adult Swim. Yeah. Um, new episodes on June 20th. 
They just dropped the trailer. Um, all the original voice actors will be coming back. Um, and um, I'm just the show. Yeah, is it's this a lot the of fastest fun. they've done a season? Because usually, don't they Absolutely. do like every two years? They take so much time in between seasons. I'm so glad that they're uh, the the ta- turnarounds actually one year and not two years or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so look for that. But um, look for some really cool characters that they, that I saw in the trailer. Um, and uh, yeah, um, man, have you seen uh, Rick and Morty? Are you a fan? Haven't seen it yet. Seen any of it? Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun show. I mean, a lot of people say it's loosely based on Marty McFly and Doc. If they were, instead of going time traveling, they were doing intergalactic traveling to different planets. Yeah, but You can sort of see that. It's yeah, They got the multiverse thing of Doc Brown and Marty McFly. Yeah. Right. So, Anyways, I think it's a great time to take a classic cut break. Um, and then when we come back, we'll be interviewing... Actor Skip Schwink from Minari and Reagan. So, Chachi, take it away. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. That's right, it's Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's Classic Cut, where each and every week I dig deep, deep, deep into our archives to handpick a song, usually from the 80s, and this week is no exception. Sure. Um, well, tonight, which is it's almost April 1st, and by the time you listen to the show, it's going to be down there April 8th, so it won't even count, but I'm picking out a song for April Fool's Day this year, oh, and nice. this one is by a group called Cinderella. And it's actually Nobody's Fool, which um, you always see people come April 1st that fall for the dumbest um, pranks, you know, especially online pranks and fake news stories and fake products and everything. So just don't fall for it. Or if you fell for it a week ago, then don't fall for it next year. You've been on a hair metal kick lately. Last week was my crew. Yeah, last week was yeah, my crew. And I'm wearing like a Guns N' Roses shirt. Wearing Guns N' Roses. And more know. hair metal, guys. All right. <laughs> Well, enjoy. This is Cinderella from 1986, um, which was a long time ago. Um, you know, as as Amanda would say, ancient history. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is Cinderella, nobody's fool. We'll be back right out of the classic cut. All right, we're back from the classic cut, and um, we're going to first of all say goodbye to the lovely and talented Amanda Michaud. Oh, don't go. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Was it something I said? That's <laughs> usually why women leave the room. So. <laughs> Amanda, um, we, we appreciate you uh, joining us here on Below the Belt Show, and we wish you all the luck, all the luck in Los Angeles. We'll have you back before you leave for L.A., of course. But, oh, yeah. Uh, um, 
Thanks for joining us here well, on BTV. If BTV's. not, you can still come on in L.A. too. I mean, the, that's right. I still yeah, work. that's kind of what I'm doing. So right, I'm right now. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, right now. This is my first time on the show, so I'm, a, you know, always here, always ready. So just shoot me an email. All right. Okay. Amanda, yeah. thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much for having me. Nice right. to meet all of you guys. Talk again. Bye-bye. All right. Actress Amanda Michaud leaving the program, and ten, tonight we're we're so happy to to welcome to Below the Belt show a longtime friend of mine, a former film colleague that goes all the way back to maybe 2002, 2003, I think, Jeez. on the indie film Everything's Wonderful. The guy is now making huge moves in Hollywood. He's in, in an Oscar-nominated film, Minari. And coming out next year, um, a possible another, possibly another Oscar-nominated film in Reagan. Guys, he's not only an actor; he's an accomplished filmmaker, director, editor. The list goes on and on. The multi-talented Skip Schwink on Below the Belt Show. Skip, good to have you. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. It's good to see you guys. It has been a very, very long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. I guess. A lot has happened since then. Skip, I you... remember being on your show back in the day and wearing back a bikini. Back in the day. <laughs> wearing what? I wore back... a bikini. I <laughs> <laughs> had to be on-air on air productions. Uh, on-air productions. And you didn't want to wear one tonight as part of a way to bookend a tradition? Or yes, what? Okay. I didn't think man. of that. I'm uh, wearing I'm Speedos. Okay, you're going to show us your balls. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Last time I think you were on um, the, the show with us uh, with uh, Shiloh McCormick. Um, oh, goodness, um, yes. Yes. You know. Long time uh, ago. She, uh, that was. Huh? You're right now. That was 2003 with Everything's Wonderful. Yes, absolutely. So... It all comes back full circle, um, and yep. a couple of decades makes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a couple of decades makes, and uh, man, Skip. Uh, first of all, uh, I think what you're doing lately is amazing. Um, I'm just in awe. Um, first of all, you're in an Oscar-nominated film in Minari. Um, let's talk about that process. Let's talk about how you got involved, the audition process. Um, first of all, if we could. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, I had to a few years back. I had to move to Oklahoma um, for family reasons um, from Los Angeles and was like, well, how am I going to act in Oklahoma? Right. And, uh, I move here and I had forgotten. I go to a lot of I used to go to a lot of film markets and festivals and stuff. And I always there are states represented in booths and things. And Oklahoma was one of, always one of those states that was there. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, we want to be Atlanta. And they're doing it. Um, it's crazy the uh, what they have in this state for filmmaking, 37% yes. tax credit. That's yes. why movies are coming here. And it just wow. happened to coincide with when I showed up. And there's talent in Oklahoma, but you're not obviously going up against as much as Los Angeles. So um, bubble to the surface a little after you know studying it and getting back into performing on stage in L.A. and going to the Groundlings and Upright nice. Citizens and studying there. So I had a little bit more experience than a few people and started getting roles. And one of those was Minari. And uh, wow. I remember I got it at work. I'm a news cameraman during the day at uh, Fox News here. And Very I kind nice. of just, we pulled up to a shoot and I was with one of the reporters and I got the email that said I got the part and I just started yelling and probably shouldn't have yelled the way I yelled with the language I used because I was in a high school <laughs> park. <laughs> and uh, are you going to be able to shoot? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it was just from day one. It's been a great experience. Now, did you think Minari would be the Oscar darling that it is and pretty much award darling because it also was nominated for Golden Globes and the Best Foreign Film and uh, wow. the SAG Awards as well? Did you did you expect Minari to be such a hit it was? Uh, when I when I read the script, I just was blown away. Um, the story. I don't know. Has everybody seen it? Do you know, I have. The- I got my SAG screener. And okay. if I was at Sundance, I was hoping you were. You were I hit myself on the head at least once a day for not going to that. I don't know why. <laughs> I was convinced I was cut out of the movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no. they found out I suck. I'm on you're, the floor. You played twins I, in the movie? No. Well, they can't cut both of us out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was such a pivotal part. It was just me thinking from my youth of getting cut out of things. But it was uh, I wish I had cut that part. Anyway. It was a um, very pivotal part of the movie, Skip. There's no way. To... There, yeah. There's not a lot of side characters in that movie, and it's pretty nice to be in that scene and play that character because I got to work with the whole family except the grandmother, and uh, give them their first sort of uh, spoiler alert ray of sunshine in their life. Um, it, it was it was pretty overwhelming. It's it was a quick shoot. I was in and out. It was they shot in like 25 days. It all happened very fast. Um, but it was a fun set and I knew it was something special because when I read the script, it blew my mind. Like I started to say, um, I related to parts of it because of him on his journey to, you know, drag his family across the country and follow a dream and try to pursue something. And I had just done that with my family and with different results, we sort of separate ways. But, uh, so I related to a lot of things that character was going through. So that was really special to me to be a part of something I even slightly related to. And then to see how well it did. It was in the script. When I read the script, I knew it was wow. special. Knew it was special. And uh, we got out there, and I saw the crew. I walked on set, and there was a crew member. It was 110,000 degrees. It was awful. And he's wearing a full bunny zip-up costume. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are you insane? You're going to die. And he's like, I lost a bet. And right there, I was like, you lost a bet. This set is great. And everyone was like that. They were just having fun. It was a it was a family environment, and it was, it was great. Isaac, the director, was very collaborative. He let me ad lib something that I brought to it. He loved really? it. Really, Isaac it. Chung, Lee Isaac Chung. Yes. So well, I was. Well, uh, let's talk about the Southern accent. How did that come about? Um, just location and in the in the I got a callback and the casting director was like, put an accent on it. I was like, all right. So I put a little accent. So and then I got it and I'm like, well, I guess they like that. So I remember oh. times and I said to Isaac, the director, I was like, do you want me to do an accent? He goes, not really. And I was like, all right, so that means a little bit. So that's, that's, <laughs> just put a little teeny bit of something in there. And, you know, some of the what I did, I was surprised they used. I was uh, hoping for a Baltimore accent, but you went with the Southern route. Right? Uh, good choice. We were in more of the Arkansas, Oklahoma area, so the Baltimore Hun thing probably wouldn't have worked so well. Yeah, you would have, <laughs> you would have been cut definitely then. They would have figured out how to get around whatever good ray of news he gave them. Maybe just gave it to them in an email or something. Right. What, the so. hell is, what the hell is water and zinc? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you like working with Steven Yoon? As a he scene was partner? great. He was great. They were very um their characters a little bit, I guess is what you could say. They're pretty quiet. Um Steven and I talked for a little bit, but um it all it was fast because they were doing like they did that church scene the same day they did the doctor scene that I was in. So mm-hmm. they were they were moving quick, you know, getting people in and out of there. And with the kids, they could only shoot for a certain amount of hours a day. So yes, yeah. child labor laws, right? 
Yeah, it's tough. You know, when you have it literally was over 100 degrees and you got kids in a small room. And, you know, we're trying to keep little Alan Kim. He's yawning, getting tired. Hot. Stay awake, buddy. Stay awake. I'm doing <laughs> duck voices and that, stuff. And he's like, that, hey. kid, that kid was extraordinary, though. It's unbelievable. I saw it in the theater this weekend for the first time. Oh, OK. Very different experience than watching it at home. Very immersive. And I I had seen it. And I don't know what it was, but I started bawling like a baby afterward. <laughs> I was just like, all right. I'm like, I got a coat call. Mike. Oh, my. Just got it. <laughs> it was, it's just you never. But, yeah, you know, I've been kind Did of you do a little Q&A at the end with the audience members. No, no. They didn't know who I was. Okay. <laughs> and I are you crying because you're in the movie? And I'm like, shut up. I don't want to know what I'm in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. And it's interesting on, on Steven Yoon, the first actor of Asian descent to be nominated for an Oscar in the 93 years there's been the Oscars. Finally, a best actor nomination that's of Asian descent. I think that's a pretty uh, groundbreaking. Yeah, he's probably right. glad he got killed off The Walking Dead, huh? Yeah, he. I think it's funny. We're sitting there in between takes. It was just quiet for a second, and I was just like, "Hey, I stopped watching The Walking Dead when they killed you." And he's just like, "Thanks." Getting ready to shoot, camera's like in his face, so he's trying to be there, and I'm like, "Sorry." That's when my sister stopped watching as well. So yeah, I, just, I did. I was like, "I didn't like what they did to Glenn. You screw you guys." <laughs> but to be a part of something that has also things like that happening in it, you know, representing yeah, something yeah. like. And I, for it to be a first, I mean, it's a bit of a disgrace on the Academy's part for not having another Asian actor in 93 years. I mean, yeah, that's unbelievable. I can't believe that. Um, so it's nice. Nice to see. And I'm looking forward to the day when there's no more firsts and everyone's just going at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But of course, the Oscars also nominated for a SAG Award for Outstanding Performance by Cast in a Motion Picture Film. Also, Stephen Yoon nominated for Best Actor at the SAG Awards as well. Amazing. Um, amazing. Wow. Golden Globe winner for Best Foreign Language Film. And this is why I broke down when I saw the movie. I just couldn't believe I was a part of something that was is that universally yeah. around the world loved and all these awards. And I just was, you know, I told the same, you're starting to say, I was, you know, I've been trying to do, get in the industry for a while. Yeah. And you get to a point where like, you know, I'll probably work in it, but I don't think I'm going to like win any awards. And then you're in something like that and it just changes everything. Right? It's, it's amazing, yeah. amazing feeling. It's got to be. Now, where are your thoughts now? Golden Globe, the Golden Globes failed to recognize, I guess, Minari as a best picture, and they more so looked at it as a foreign language film. But from what I read, it's an American-produced film. just happens to have a lot of Korean in the film, right? That's right. It's uh, produced by Brad Pitt's company, Plan B. Right. And H A24 distributed, uh, both American companies. And uh, it does take mostly, in, I say 80% or more of the dialogue is in Korean. Um, and it just represents the immigrant experience. I mean, in most households and immigrants, they're going to, you know, when they're at home, they speak the native language they like to speak, uh, whoever that may be. And that doesn't mean it's un-American. But um, that that rule at the Golden Globes is way outdated. And I, I think with a couple of years in a row now that it's really been a problem, I, I supposedly they're going to change it. We'll see. I hope they do. Yeah, I hope I hope so too. Because of course. there is no there is no national language declared in the United States. So yeah, you know, what is it that you're basing that on? So yeah, yeah, it's usually like I mean, like Parasite actually broke barriers last year as a film that was a foreign film that jumped over to the best picture category. Right, you know, right. and that was technically a foreign film. Um, right. Yeah. I so figure what a foreign film was. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, Parasite was definitely a foreign film. You know, it was produced in South Korea. It was, you know, it was not a it was not an American production. Right, exactly. And of course, the wave started with Minari at Sundance, as we mentioned earlier. It actually won the Grand Jury Prize. So I mean, all these distinctions for this film skip. Had you know, we had we're not in a pandemic or whatever. Would you been would you have attended all these award shows? Would you be? I, I would have tried to. I mean, I don't know how much yeah. they would have been laughing off the phone or whatever trying to get tickets and be like, "Who are you again?" <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see you save him, so I don't know what you did in the movie. No, you're not. Yeah, you're a part of the uh, ensemble cast. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think I think the, the yes I like to say I am but my friends around here are like calm down you didn't do anything that's not you that's not for you buddy um, <laughs> yeah everyone keeps me grounded um, but uh, yeah you could you could say that arguably but there's only twenty I think speaking parts in the movie it's a very small cast right and uh, it it's, it's wild to watch especially in the past few months week by week now of Minari getting more and more and more popular you know because at first you know. Even my mother had a hard time pronouncing it, and now it's every, on everyone's tongue. Now yeah. it's a matter of getting everyone to say it the, the right way, you know, which is Manati. You're supposed to kind Manati. of roll it, Manati, roll it off your tongue. Which a is a type of Korean celery, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, it's right. like a water pressed celery kind of thing that grows everywhere and they use in everything. And what is it Alan had on his, Facebook, on his Instagram the other day? He had uh, uh, Minari pancakes. Oh, wow. But I'll be honest, they did not look good. As long as he doesn't, as long, as long as he doesn't pee in those pancakes. Wasn't and that I, great? So as you know, I, it's not really a spoiler. It's one of the funny parts of the film. When I, when I read that script, I just stopped reading and laughed out loud. I was like, "What?" He actually <laughs> pissed in the soup that his grandmother tasted, and it was right. absolutely the, one of the craziest pranks. I've ever seen it. I mean, we're talking about biohazards here. Really uh, it was really cute the way that whole scenario was portrayed from him doing it and to the repercussions of his parents and his grandmother trying to defend him. It was really just such a well-written scene. Like every scene. It just really relates to family. Yeah. And let's not forget the grandmother actress, Yoon Yu Jung, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. She's mm-hmm. nominated for Best Supporting Actress at yes. the Oscars. And a lot. I think a lot of that had to do with her um, onset of dementia a little later in the in the film. She she has an incident. Um, I, I won't completely give it away. Right. That uh, her character does a complete flip of everything about right. her, and it's amazing. It just flows into it. It's not a movie that spoon feeds you and, and just carries you through. It uh, things happen just like life does, and you kind of after a couple of minutes wow. go, oh my god, that happened to her. You know, and it's it's just beautiful the way it's done and her performance in that is just to go from this spry, fun, cussing, card playing grandmother to what she does in the movie is I mean her all the accolades to her well deserved. Awesome. And you really sold it as a doctor, Skip. I'll, I'll give you- <laughs> The, the the short moment I was in there, I made them believe this kid's gonna be all right. He's gonna be okay. <laughs> you sold me. You sold me, man. All right, so let's talk about the other big film skip, Reagan. This is the biopic of Ronald Reagan, directed by Sean McNamara. Stars mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid, uh, Penelope Ann Miller, Kevin Dillon, Mina Savari, John Voight. Wow, that's Angelina Jolie's dad. Uh, <laughs> and if you look at Wikipedia. 
<laughs> Another name that's in there is you, buddy. Skip that's Schwing. That's the weirdest You're... thing. I don't know why that ended up being like no, that. No, I mean, that is a great thing. Are you it's kidding another me? It's a small moment in the movie because it's, it's a montage of his entire life. So there's a lot of characters come through, Carter being right. one of them. But like I'm in that first Wikipedia description, and I've, I've read several articles that I'm lumped in with them going. And then I see something pop up on like uh, social media, like, what the hell is a Skip Schwenk? And I'm reading it going, I agree. I don't know how I got in this room, you guys. I'm definitely in over my pay grade here. It's a great crowd to be in. I mean, I mean even that, uh, Skip. Now you got to create your own Wikipedia page because you're the only one that's not linkable. Right. To his own page. So now you, I now have no there has idea to be. How that works. Is that what I have to do is like secretly start it? Yeah. Well, that, that's one way to do it. Um, <laughs> you'd always hope somebody starts it for you, <clears throat> Al, yeah. but you could always do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like like I started the the Everything's Wonderful website from back in the day. Oh well, spoiler alert on that too. I thought I thought that was just a fan made website, but you made that out. I, I made the first iteration, yeah, and then it was redesigned. Uh, but yeah, the initial iteration, yeah, I, I worked on that one. But uh, <laughs> but before, before we get into the uh, that old school stuff, which I would, I would definitely want to talk about, let's let's talk about the, the role of Jimmy Carter. Um, obviously, Jimmy is still with us, which is great. Did you seek to meet Jimmy? Did you watch anything about Jimmy Carter to kind of get you ready for this role? Uh, a lot of what I had to do was involved with the uh, their debates from 1980. So that was pretty easy. Just watch the debate. And I, in my stand-up comedy in all my whole life, I do a lot of impersonations. So I basically just started – I just impersonated him. I just went into oh, the wow. audition, had my hair like him, and – and uh, brushed over that nice big wing across the front and just kind of was like, uh, you know, um, these. hang on a second. Let me think what he said. I just woke up. I was like, um, these elements of a national health insurance, so important to the American people. Governor Reagan, again, typically is against such a proposal. So a little bit of that. And I think nice. they're going to CGI awesome. me a little bit, maybe do it. I can see it. Yeah, but it was great. I mean, that's just that's part fantastic. of what I got to do. Great. And Dennis Quaid was great to work with. He's uh, We definitely yes. hit it off. We had the same kind of fun sense of humor, and we ribbing each other. It was a good time. Oh, that sounds are, like a good yeah. time. I mean, at first, I thought it was Randy Quaid. I got kind of excited. But Dennis Quaid's <laughs> right up there. Can you see, like, Cousin Eddie as um, Ronald Reagan? I would love to see him as Ronald Reagan. Standing outside the White House. Shatter's full. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's the other brother, Dennis. <laughs> but uh, I think that's great. So when you actually did your audition, you actually did your Jimmy Carter um, impression at the audition? Uh, yeah, I just basically went in and did that. And there's uh, some scenes where we, uh, the Reagan and Carter interact. And um, I, I just did the same thing, just Im Im impersonated him. Wow. Pretty yeah. awesome. And the casting director's just zoning out, looking at me, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? He's like, yeah, just, you, you look and sound just like him. I'm like, there. <laughs> what I was going for. That's it, man. <laughs> Skip, that is it. Wow. And Amazing. I got a big one coming out this summer, which is going to be – it's the biggest role of all of them uh, as okay. far as time on screen. I play uh, the lead villain in a kid's uh, action comedy movie called C.I. Ape. Oh, about wow. The secret agent chimpanzee. Saw it on, saw it on your IMDb. And I, uh, I play a character named Alpha Dog, and they have me dressed in like this whole like black leather Hitler-looking thing with a cape, and it looks like M. Bison I'm just, from I'm Street nonsense Fighter. and over the top. The M. Bison suit from Street Fighter—that's what it looked like. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they they did. I just I couldn't believe it. 
So did I did I that see Ronald Reagan time. float in, a second ago. No. I thought I saw Ronald Reagan float. I think in you're matching the things. Oh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and but, then uh, uh, another one that uh, coming out over the summer that um, I shot back at the Minari time was uh, called Breaking Them Up with Kellen Coleman. She was on The Office. And uh, Stephen Schneider, he was in, uh, he was the stepdad <clears throat> in Bumblebee. Oh, and nice. it's a cute little movie about that. I think it might be Netflix that's going to end up on, but it's a cute little movie about this 15-year-old kid whose parents fight all the time. So he decides he's going to set them up with other people to split them up. I'm the guy that he sets his mom up with. I'm a uh, chronically oh. vaping scuba diver instructor womanizer named Frank. Okay. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a stretch. It was a stretch. That's right. The guy, the first day of filming, the director can the writer come out. This is great. You're doing better than we even thought. And I'm going, honestly, I'm just playing me, man. I'm just going to be right now in life. I'm single again. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm hitting on everything. So. <laughs> uh, I love it. So this was actually going to be a Netflix release. It, I, it Maybe. I'm not sure if it'll be Netflix or Amazon, but one of them. Wow. Yeah, I did see a couple other things on your IMDb. Joey yeah. and Ella? Joey and Ella is the same yes. company that did CIA. That's a that's a very small role, just kind of a day player fun going in. They gave me that because I was the lead in the movie they were doing right after it. They oh, were like, can you come cool. in and yell into the camera a little? I'm like, of course. Yeah, I'm an actor. Point a camera at me. That's what I live for. Angry pedestrian, I'm reading here. <laughs> Angry pedestrian, exactly right. <laughs> I, I hope my my roles keep going up. Angry pedestrian, uh, doctor, um, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. It's a I, nice jump. <laughs> I think it's a great job. A great job. And then you have a drama film called Birdie, where you're playing that an EMT. Another uh, one of those sort of small um, angry pedestrian type roles. I play an EMT. Yeah, so those are my non non name roles that I'm lumping them in. So yes, I'm uh, jumping and, those to name roles, and and also in the medical field, like you were in. <laughs> right. I, I took that role as an EMT to study for the doctor in Minari. There you go. There you go. So I got to sit, and they're like, "You know what you're doing?" I'm like, "I just played an EMT. I'm ready to go." <laughs> <laughs> well, if we could go a little old school, I know we didn't want to focus uh, too much on it, but obviously, Skip, we know each other from the indie film. Everything's wonderful. That, that this was my first experience um, working um, on an independent film with that much responsibility. So I, I appreciate the opportunity. It, it was a lot of fun. Probably some of the funnest times I've had. Uh, on a production, um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, pain that goes with it, with lack of sleep and crashing my car, because <laughs> as you remember, that happened uh, after I dropped off a certain actor at his hotel. Oh, after, that's yeah. right! You Holy that. cow! I forgot about your car. The, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I remember the story back. now. Yes. Right. <laughs> and is he persona non grata? Are we not allowed to talk about him? I, I I I don't know who that is. Okay, <laughs> that is completely fair enough. But now now if we uh, could talk a little bit about the film because I thought it was a gem of a film. I mean it was a complete. Um, it was it's a stoner comedy, but I, you know it was a it was great writing. I mean this is one of your earliest projects, you know, right. as it you know during your youth, but still nonetheless. I mean it had that Clerks vibe to it, you know. 
Everything um, that was happening on the screen in that movie was happening behind the scenes at the same exact time. <laughs> it was it was just like, all right, look, let's do it. Okay, just turn the camera around that way. Just keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, it was sad. Like the tagline's "fat, drunk, stupid, and turning 30. And I remember at the time, like thirty seemed like so far away. I'm like, ah, thirty. Yes, I know. Like, was now thirty 20s. feels so far away it in the does. other direction. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> I was in the early twenties when I worked on that. Yes. Uh, well, what I'm really sad is, why is this not on Amazon Prime? Yes. You know, I don't even have a copy of that movie anymore. Really? What? I don't, uh, yeah. How do you I don't not know have a copy of your own movie? It's. I think I, I lost the masters. It's out in the ether somewhere. Do you have a Betamax somewhere? There's somewhere. There's a I Betamax. Actually, a I actually com- I converted the VHS to DVD, so I do own a DVD copy. Yeah. Okay. Copy. Burned from the VHS, so it's not oh, exactly. Hey. So it's I not had exactly some nice copies from. Uh, I had them color corrected in LA, and is that 4K I, kind of out? Room. I, I, I might have one somewhere. I don't know. I think I did lose one. Okay, 4K. Well, wow, again, man, you pulled 4K. it from VHS, which is less than standard def, right? To DVD, which is standard def. 1K. Just try to put that shit up to 1080. I would love to see what that looks like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you ever find that from the ether skip, it probably I think will it's... look like a like a good film movie now because of so many processes it's gone through and worn out looking. Yeah, it'll have a yes. very unique quality to it. Yeah. Yes. Shitty, like it was when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought of revisiting it? Um, either reshooting it or or you know, uh, and if you did do that, you can't do you... it nowadays. No, I could never make it'd that be, movie right now. Be canceled. They, they would cancel Jimmy It'd be like Carter. trying to make a Mel Brooks movie right now. People yeah. would say, no, no way. Do you think today's um, PC climate, cancel culture, do you think there's some aspects of the film that could be considered? I mean, there was an N-word dropped, I recall, from one of the yes. characters. Um, do you I think... would be destroyed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I can't. I don't to be like, hey, well, where is it? I don't have any more copies of it. Yeah. Yeah, keep it locked away. <laughs> There is definitely a lot of like old school humor in there that just yeah. doesn't go over right now. I mean, people wouldn't get it. It's somewhere sitting next to Song of the South right now in some vault somewhere. <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad, but yeah, there I was was gonna say, yeah it wasn't that bad. Like, realizing so when you were capsule, to fix it, it made it worse. It's <laughs> just a product of its era. That's all. I mean, look, I remember that, um, the comic scene being really funny. Like, yes. Like, did he fall asleep with the condom on him or something and get it stuck? Yes. <laughs> I feel you That's probably true. get away with doing that one in a movie now. Yeah. But yeah. No, I've actually been working on something for a very long time, and I'm pretty close. I was actually writing uh, before I fell asleep. Um, is a TV show that I created that oh, cool. in typical what I always want to do is make it bigger than it needs to be to present it. I wrote out the whole first season, all the eight first eight episodes, and I have a – Bunch of artwork for it, big pitch deck to make it a video game and a graphic novel. And uh, it's very uh, genre, kind of John Carpenter, Robert really? Rodriguez. It's called The Disciples. It's about oh, nice. a uh, time-traveling recruiter for God's Army that teams up with a biker gang to battle a, a powerful deity. Nice. Wow. So it's just it's just great fun nonsense, and it's fun characters. And so like uh, really Sons of Anarchy meets American Gods? Son of An- Sons of Anarchy meets Constantine. Nice. That's a great way to put it, yes. I love it. The, I love hopefully, it. Uh, hopefully opening some of these acting doors down the road may put me in a position to get it in front of somebody that maybe can do something with it. 
the money people, money. right? The producers. The money people. Their first question always is, who's in it? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> one day I will have enough power to go, me. And they'll yeah. be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't see any doctors in this script. So, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I love it, man. Wow, Skip. It, it, wow. It, I'm just in awe. I'm excited about your career at this point with, with two back-to-back blockbuster films. And of course, a lot of the great other projects you have going on, man. And uh, See, if Mickey Coachella didn't drop out of his movie, he would be playing Jimmy Carter now. There it is. Right? <laughs> would have been a whole different kind of Jimmy right. Carter. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, you have to put the camera a lot, lot lower, or put a few apple boxes underneath of them. Shoot <laughs> full apples. <laughs> yeah, just like full apples. Yeah. Full apples. <laughs> I love it, Skip. So over in Oklahoma, so, so Oklahoma is kind of like that hidden gem of film you're, you're alluding to earlier. So you say a lot of film and television productions will be brought into the state of Oklahoma at this yeah, point? Yeah, it's already happening. They did the most they've ever done. Um, well, they opened up before anybody else last summer. That's when I shot CIA, but in the fall I did uh, Reagan, which Reagan actually got shut down a couple of times for a couple of uh, positive COVID tests. Um, but wow. it's... Yeah, the mo- it's becoming huge. As a matter of fact, uh, starting April 14th or something like that, Scorsese comes to town with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, and they're doing Ooh. Killers of the Flower Moon. And that's like a $220 million Apple Plus movie they're shooting the any, whole thing. Any wow. any breakdowns? that you I, haven't, uh, I haven't been asked to audition for anything yet. I had a callback for something over the weekend for a project, and a casting director, we were talking about it, and they're like, well, most of the people that we've gotten for the smaller roles, which they're casting in state, which is usual for a big film, um, right. are mainly people with beards and no teeth. And I'm like... All right. Yeah. Well, you can do the beard. It's just the teeth thing. You might have to pull. I'd be a, like, all right, give me a couple of weeks. I'm just you might have it. to pull a Rico. A Rico. <laughs> Not Rico. Schmitty. 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 Right. Well, she, that's what she was like. She goes, you're, you're a little too modern and, you know, modern looking and, and, and kind of look good on camera. And I was like, make me ugly. It's fine. It's not really <laughs> difficult. To do. It's film. They could do it. They could do yeah. it. Look what they did to Charlize <laughs> Theron and Monsters. You know, what? Monster. Let did me they give Schmini um, See what's really under here. You'll give me the role. <laughs> Your role of Schmini and everything's wonderful. Was, wasn't that prosthetic teeth or some kind of Oh, uh, I, I, I think I had a, I think I had prosthetic teeth and I had a chew in or something like that. Okay, <laughs> so there <laughs> you go. I do remember that we were shooting at a liquor store and I was just, I didn't have a spittoon and I just started spitting on the floor, <laughs> just like went in and. I remember. I remember terrible. that scene vividly. You, when you shot the scene, you're like, oh my god, I don't have a porno book. I happen to have Christy Shakes, Playboy's College Girls in the trunk of my car. Oh, <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Because <laughs> Christy Shake is a friend of ours, as you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the only tr- reason. <laughs> I wish you had a blow up off of this scene. You know what? I just happened to have one. Talk about the story of Al's life right there. The Red Rocket, man. You, you, had, the, you, had, you had it all taken care of. <laughs> I love it, man. And let's not forget Rico. Rico and Everything's Wonderful was my favorite character. You were that uh, Ricky Ricardo meets Office Space, I guess, character. I don't know if I could get away with that character these days. No. Without all these things that I shouldn't be mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I'm going to get canceled before I get started. <laughs> and it's because of that maybe that 
E W will remain in the ether, but uh, I'm, I'm so happy to talk but about I it. I do just... love taking on characters, and it's a fun thing. I just, yeah. uh, like I said, I go back over the weekend. It's another villain in a kids' movie, and it's just you get to play these fun, crazy, over the top. You know, I will destroy you. You know, <laughs> it's so much fun. That is awesome. Well, I think one of your best impressions um, was not really from a kids' movie, but from a cartoon, and that's South Park. You did uh, one of the best Eric Cartmans I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did for Car- for Carter. I'm up against Reagan, Dennis Quaid's over here, and I'm like, hey, Quaid, I'm your KKA. <laughs> <laughs> did you used to have him calling to our show doing that voice, Al? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Years ago, I think you did the Cartman impression. In fact, Skip, I'd love to do that again if we could do a promo sure. to, to end the interview. Let us know who you are. Let First, um, introduce Skip Schwink, Minari, throw out Minari and Reagan. Let us know you're on Below the Belt show. And then maybe you could introduce Cartman, and Cartman comes in. I will tell you something real quick about Reagan working on it. Quaid and I hit it off right away, and he was he was into my last name, and we started talking about his. And I was like, well, it must have been a heyday for you back in Total Recall. Quaid! So the whole – he started laughing. So the whole rest of the shoot, every time he saw me, he's like, Schwink. I'm yelling across the stage going, Quid. I love that. <laughs> he's just losing it because nobody else is talking to him like that. I love that. <laughs> I love that, man. That's awesome. Right, but yeah, so you we, to, uh, I'm sorry. You want to do a promo? That, yeah, let uh, us know who you are from Minari, um, oh, your okay. role in Reagan, Jimmy Carter and Reagan. You're on Below the Belt show. And also, I'm here with Eric Cartman, and then just go on with Eric. Are you going to have music behind it where I can be like, hey there, hey there, hey there, this is Skip Twick, and I'm on Below the Belt. I play yeah. Jimmy Carter, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll do something. Do right, do whatever yeah. Oh, you're rolling already. We're rolling already. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting giddy. I got to get up at 4 a.m. for work. Um Hey, everybody, this is Skip Schwink. I am here on Below the Belt Show um, with the Three Amigos, and I am from, uh, you'll be able to see me one day in Reagan with Dennis Quaid playing Jimmy Carter. I'm Jimmy Carter. He's Reagan. And I'm also in Minari, which is out right now and up for some Oscars. Uh, I play the doctor and uh, give young Alan some news on his heart. It's great to be here. And I also brought a friend with me. Hey, everybody, how you doing? This guy calls himself the doctor. Last time I saw him in the movie, he was an EMT. Stupid lizard, don't come in here trying to lie. Just get an Academy Award movie. My words, my nachos. Always good to have yes. Cartman around. Totally fun. <laughs> yes. 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 Skip, I loved it. I yeah, loved it. That was. Yeah, he said below the bell show. Didn't okay, you? okay. Cool. Did okay. I? Okay. I don't know. All you have to do is just say it one more time. You just splice it in. Hey, this is below the belt show. You know what's down there? Stuff you're not supposed to touch. <laughs> I can loop that all in together. Yes. That's perfect. Yeah, you fucking can. Jesus Christ. Skip, thank you so much for being uh for And uh yes, we we are, we are um rooting for Minari at the Oscars and of course the SAG Awards because that's an ensemble cast. That's you. Um uh, as far as a cast and a motion picture for, at the upcoming SAG Awards and of course a little bit after the SAG Awards is the Oscars, and we wish all the kudos and awards go to Minari and you guys. So congrats, man, for real. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It was very, very cool. Thank you for having me on. Total blast. Absolutely. Anytime. It was a lot of fun. And I know you got an early day. Thank you so much, Skip, for yeah. joining us. We'll see all right. 20 more, and... 20 more years. 
<laughs> I'll have you back when Reagan when Reagan. Yeah, okay, definitely, definitely. Okay, and keep an eye out for CIA, but let me know what you yes. think of that one. That yes. is it, Jim Carrey over the top craziness that they let me ad lib almost everything and I did. Where can we catch CIA? Is that going to be the Lionsgate movie? That'll be out on Amazon, I think May or June. Love it, awesome, amazing, May. Skip. Thanks so much, man. For Thanks, joining. guys. Have a Take good care. one. Right, bye bye. Wow. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, man. A long time, man. Seriously. I love it, man. We should I, have I, um, Shiloh, um, Shiloh on next week. We should, we, you know, we had Christy Shake on. Um, I, do, I do remember that, I yes. think around the time Hess passed away. Yeah, it was a couple years ago, right? years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. What, what, a, what a great um, project to be involved with. An Oscar-nominated film in minari um but yeah let's um just throw out a couple more things uh, before we end tonight's below the belt show it's been a blast so far guys i'm having a lot of fun uh just a couple things on the um a couple more television things really quick um see over on cw um they're uh they're doing um a dc um drama pilot called naomi and i think we talked about the talked about this on the show before they just added some more cast members to that show, including um, Heart of Dixie and Seventh Heavens, Barry Watson. Also, Queen Sugar and Ozark director Amanda Marsalis will actually direct and co-executive produce the pilot. Wow, one of the directors of Ozark will be directing the pilot for this. So, you know that's going to be in good hands. Um also, Jordan Fisher will join CW's The Flash as Bart Allen slash Impulse, the son of Flash, who possesses his dad's super speed abilities. So that's over on the CW. And speaking of father and son um, superhero tandems, I checked out Invincible on Amazon Prime. Wow, it was so good. Chachi and Art, if you haven't seen it. What is Invincible? What Invincible is-, is an animated series created by Robert Kirkman, who is okay. the writer of The Walking Dead. He wrote the comic book. The comic book has come to life. It's um, A lot of people call it an animated version of The Boys because okay. there's, there's a lot of ultra-violence in it. That That's was definitely cool. evident in the first episode. <laughs> the writing was really good. It's um, J.K. Simmons plays the father character. Stephen Yoon plays, who we just talked about in Minari, plays the invincible son character named Mark. And I really highly recommend it. It's a great, great series on Amazon Prime. You can catch the first three episodes already available. So just okay. something, something to look forward to. Also on the CW, um, they, they're doing a Powerpuff live action, which I believe we did talk about. Scrubs actor Donald Faison is actually going to be joining the cast of that one. That's all about the Powerpuff Girls, America's pint-sized superheroes. You said, you said it's live action? It's live action, yeah. How can they even do that live action? Like With, with, yeah. the, tiny, with tiny Powerpuff Girls? Yeah. Yeah. It's so stylized in its visual look. Like, how are you going to carry that over? It's like, I can't imagine how human beings could even work that. Yeah, I guess they're going to take the cartoony aspect of the girls and just make them, you know, appear as normal people, you know? I don't <laughs> think there's going to be any stylized. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen any um, 
production. I feel like trying to do like a live action like South Park or Simpsons. It would look really crazy. I feel like that's exactly what it is. It just it's just like so yeah, right. disparate from what you would imagine. Yeah. I don't think the Simpsons or Family Guy are. They're, they're definitely two shows that I can't see a live action work. No. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, over on ABC, Don Cheadle will be narrating the ABC's Wonder Years pilot. As you know, that's going to be a reimagining of um, the the show that you love, Chachi, from yes. the '90s. But it will be um, produced um, by Fred Savage. He's a, he's actually um, directing the pilot episode. I bet you they're going to show racism. Just call it a hunch. A hunch? Yes. Just a sneaking suspicion. I, I bet anything I own. It, on that it was in 1968, so that's not. Yeah. yeah too down shy. in down in. Down in Alabama, I think the most racist place, um, you know, of that time period. Yep. <laughs> um, the Connors are going to get some upcoming guest stars in Danielle Harris. She's been like a Monster Mania mainstay. Uh, she was actually uh, the love interest of Johnny Galecki um, in one uh, season. Also, Brian Austin Green himself will be uh, guest starring on the show and Candace Bergen. Is he going to play David Silver? Yeah, I know. Has Roseanne and and Nino Tuino crossed over yet? Not yet. Are, are they? In, it's about time. Uh, are they in the same universe? <laughs> that would be clearly the same universe. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, let's see. Um, and for you Grey's Anatomy fans, Charler Lay, who was in one of my favorite coming of age movies, not another teen movie. Um. She played Lexi Gray from seasons three to eight. Will appear uh, on the April first episode. Now her character did die on the series. Spoiler alert! But that show is so old. Well, <laughs> thank you for that, Al. You know uh, how I am I'm... with old TV shows. <laughs> and then coming back, um, she's basically gonna come back um, as a character from a magical beach. So basically. Um, you know, Meredith um, has this magical beach in between place as she's on a ventilator. Um, as you know, COVID-19 exists on Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah. It's a funny. A lot of TV shows are, are pretending that COVID doesn't exist, even though they're shooting in today's pandemic. They're basically no one's really wearing masks in real life. But um, Grey's Anatomy, they're embracing it. Hey, again, yeah. why I really give a big kudos to Superstore, because they embraced that shit for their last season, and they made that shit work. You're a fan of Superstore. I, it's Wonderf- one of the smartest workplace comedies uh, and really? sitcoms, period. Interesting yeah. you say that they were going to do a Bowen Bo Cheyenne spinoff, but apparently they decided not to go forward. With Thank that. God, that would have been too much. Yeah. Too much? You think it's, yeah, it's too much? Too much. Those characters are. I mean, I love them. Well, I love her more because mm-hmm. she actually has more depth. Bo is like a guest star who just pops in, but they are both very one note. So that show would literally be the same fucking joke over and over again. Yes, and of course you got to have America Ferrera come back for the final episode. Well, yeah, she did, and it, they, honestly, they rounded that show out very, very well. It was like one of the best sitcom endings I've seen in a while. So. Really? I never seen the episode. I, I I was on the um on the set for a tour, for a studio tour. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they, yeah, and they, they were, I guess they were getting ready to film the Valentine's episode. They had a bunch of Valentine's really? products out, so it was pretty cool. 
It was weird for me because I saw Garrett walking around and I was like, wait a minute, that guy's in a wheelchair and he can walk around just fine. <laughs> it ruined the whole illusion for you. Right? <laughs> ruined right. the, entire, the entire image, you know? Uh. Chachi, you sent this to me that Sylvester Stallone is working on a prequel to, to uh, Rocky. So this is young Rocky, I guess. Yeah, uh, but he was already young series, Rocky. Right? In that's the first a Rocky. lot of CG right there. <laughs> yeah, that's like was, CG to the nth. I think there was there there will be another actor portraying a young young Rocky, but I mean we already got the Creed sequel trilogy. Um, I mean, do we do we, do we want to see a prequel series on Rocky? I mean, oh, the, no. this, well, they're, they're going to show like from what I've read at least. Um, it's going to like show a lot of the other um, characters from the Rocky universe, like a, I guess a young Apollo Creed and mm-hmm. you know other other people. So like, I mean, Sylvester Stone is really smart. Like I, you know, if he has a good idea, you know, I, I take his word for it that he has a good idea. Like I was, I was really surprised that, that Creed did as well as it did. Here's the thing I got to ask. Looking at how many movies there are within the Rocky universe, do you is Sylvester Stallone trying to give Star Wars a run for its money? Is that what he's doing? I mean, how many Rocky movies were there? Plus Creed, plus Rocky and the Balboa shit. Yeah. Like, yep. At this point, he has to have almost as many, if not more, movies in the Fast and Furious franchise. Right. And they're branched over different parts of the universe, where it's literally like Star Wars. Well, there's and, six Rocky movies and two Creed movies. And did you know? But then there was like Balboa. There was like Rock. There was another one, right? Well, I think I think that's six. I think there was like Rocky. Rocky four is with the Russian. Then Rocky five was um with um. But no, what's the one called Balboa? Wasn't there one called Balboa? Yeah, there was a Rocky Balboa. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last Rocky movie. Oh my god, it's just like I can't even get my head around it, man. I think he's trying to literally have like fucking twelve or fourteen movies that are all in this universe. I know. And and interesting on tidbit, he's the voice of Shark Boy or Shark Man. He is. He is on. Uh, he is the Shark Guy. And, shark uh, Guy. Yeah. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, one of the highlights when I go into Los Angeles is the Screen Actors Guild Award. As you know, the pandemic has forced it to go the virtual route, and they're even making it even shorter. I know, right? Uh, one <laughs> hour special. It's pre-taped. Um, they're going to do like basically announce the nominees and then the winner will do their little speech, but they're all going to condense it into one hour. Um, yes, definitely. Award seasons, definitely not like, um, but you know, come summer, you know, or come fall, I think things are going to start to get back to normal because San Diego, San Diego comic-con will be returning in the fall in November. For a yeah. special edition, Chachi, this will be yeah during person. Black Friday, Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> yes, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, November twenty sixth to the twenty eighth at the San Diego Convention Center. So they're hoping that the fall conditions will permit larger public gathering gatherings. Let us hope that is the case. <laughs> um, yeah, I know we usually talk about cancel culture news. Um, not really too much, but Sharon Osbourne has quit the talk, or I guess she was asked to go. She was one of the few original hosts of the talk, uh, and uh, I guess they brought up some, you know, things that she said in the past, you know, well, that's bullshit. that Holly Holly Robinson Pete, her original co-host, was a little too ghetto for the show, um, which she said that 
I think back in 2012 is when she said that. Um, So they brought that up. And then she was also (laughs) defending Piers Morgan, which because Piers was critical about Meghan Markle and her legitimacy of her claims then, of course, because Piers is hated and Sharon was defending her friend. I guess she's been asked to step down. Which is insane because she literally said, and I watched the, the clip, she said, you know, I don't agree with um, all or most of what um, Pierce said, but I, I agree with his right to be able to say it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to support my friend. And that's all she said about that. <laughs> right. She wasn't and, saying whether it was right or wrong. She right. just said. And, and, well, she even said she doesn't agree she, with a lot of what he said. And she gets fired for that, for, for talking on a show called The Fucking Talk. Right. <laughs> the show's called The Talk, and she got fired for talking. Yeah. Like, it, it's insane. It's, it's I'm, I'm going to have to guess that Chachi has some feelings about this. <laughs> well, it's, it's just ridiculous to um, cancel people How cancel culture. saying the most benign things. And, 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 and you know, and like they're, I guess, digging up old stuff now to make it seem more like, oh, this is a pattern or what. No, she literally just said, like, she was just defending his her friend's right to, to say his opinion, even though she doesn't agree with it, which, you know, I thought was America, but I don't know. Yeah. And, of course, another... Um, book series. Uh, I mean, we talked about Doctor Dr. Seuss in the past. Now, Captain Underpants um, <laughs> is losing one of its titles due to controversy over passive race racism in the Adventures of Ook and Gluk, Kung Fu Cavemen from the Future. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they drew Asian characters with the very similar to how the Doctor Seuss Asians were depicted with the slanty eyes. Um, and apparently that's a no, that's a no, no in, in 2021. Am, am I allowed to plug an outside clip? Yes. So if anybody hasn't watched it yet, has anybody, have you guys seen Bill Maher's rant about, um, cancel culture? culture? Well, n- no, not exactly. It, it was his rant. It was his, I forgot what segment of a show it was, but it was just essentially about like the advancements of China and where they are in the global economic and political system. If you have not watched that, go Google Bill Maher. Okay. And uh, China uh, is eating our lunch. Oh yeah. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying it's one thing or the other. He just he just strikes on that, for example, as a joke. Like he makes a joke about the Dr. Seuss thing in a very, right. very interesting way. And I didn't know what the Captain Under- Underpants drama was. I heard that they were pulling some of it from publication, right. but I didn't know why, because in the article I read, they hadn't they hadn't sussed it out yet. But uh, but it's just interesting to to hear his point of view. And I only say that because he swings. Typically, he swings very, very left, but he does swing both ways. <laughs> That's what she yeah. said. Um, depending <laughs> on what's happening. Either You're way, right. whatever He's he says, right. he always he always comports himself very well. And I think it's interesting to hear him and his opinions. And I think that that yeah. clip is worth watching, if not for its comedy, then at least for what's underneath of it. So yeah, I heard like I heard I heard a lot of his different um, clips over the years, and like. And actually liked a lot of his clips that he has had over the years. And I think that, you know, I haven't seen everything he said before, but I think he's usually uh, very fair in what he says. And he, he tries to be like, as you know, pragmatic as possible. Yeah. You know, and it's something, it's something like even if, a, you know, conservative does something that, you know, he thinks stupid, he'll call him out. And even if a liberal does something stupid that he thinks is stupid, he'll yeah. call him out. 
He calls all these stupid stuff out, and it's just what I think is uh, – why I guess I'm bringing it up now during your cancel culture thing is essentially it's his attack not directly on cancel culture but saying stop looking at the shiny object that you are presenting as cancel culture and realize there's bigger shit happening mm-hmm. in the world yeah, right. that we're not paying attention to. Stop focusing on this. Focus on that. And I thought – I don't know. It made me laugh, but it also made me think, fuck – you know? why, why do you think you think the country of China is laughing at us that we're banning uh, Captain Under? Um, with no, Captain I think. Pants? Well, I I don't think they're laughing at us. I think they're too busy doing their own thing. They're yeah. too busy actually taking care of business right. instead of jerking off about what sort of flavor of the week's pissing them off now. Right. <laughs> well, I heard I heard China has a, a whole campaign where they're trying to make their men like I guess more um masculine or whatever like I don't, I don't know if they're soldiers or something like that like they're it's a big campaign to try to do that so i'm like oh god like you know with our culture offended by everything and and each and every little thing i can't imagine another culture mm-hmm. like actively well, trying to make them like more like badass well there's <laughs> council culture and then there's actors that have been accused of sexual misconduct and that's army hammer Apparently he's been dropped for another movie. Um, that shit time. blew up like a fucking hand grenade, didn't yes. it? Yes, Mad Mickelson thriller, The Billion Dollar Spy. Um, so just add that to the long list of movies that he's no longer a part of, including one that I auditioned for in the past, The Shotgun Wedding with Jennifer Lopez. Um, um, Arnie is no longer uh, a part of that film. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh, He's canceled, or at least for now. Yeah, because isn't isn't some woman accusing him of rape now? I know he had that stuff with those um, messages or whatever, yes. with the rape the rape fantasies and right. cannibal fantasies or whatever it was. But now, he, now he actually has um, women like actually accusing him of sexual um, assault, rape. Um, but is this is this the same woman that he had the rape fantasies with? I believe he had rape fantasies with his wife, I think, or something crazy. His or his ex, ex-wife, ex-wife. Is this the one that's ex-wife. accusing him of, of rape, or is it somebody different? Um, somebody else's has yeah. come out, actually, yeah. But this is after, after the messages came out. After the messages came out, yeah. She's like, oh, by the way, he raped me. Exactly. Yeah. So we got people getting canceled. We have cities getting canceled. Sounds pretty serious. The city of Georgia might be canceled. James Mangold, the director of Logan, Ford vs. Ferrari... Uh, tweeted he will not direct his next film in Georgia in response to the restrictive new voter laws signed by Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. Um, Georgia is like the third biggest market, and um, if this, if other directors or producers or studios want to follow suit, Georgia could be in trouble. But, but it sounds like from Skip, Oklahoma's the the next spot. I wonder if Oklahoma is going to be the next spot. You never know, right? Um, and last but not least, Chachi, you sent me that one of my favorites, Katie Cassidy, um, who's in the Arrowverse, um, in Arrow, apparently is auctioning off her digital nude art for $18,000 a pop. Now, you think wow. digital arts, you can probably download it, but apparently when you buy what is called an NFT file. Oh, those. NFT file, apparently you own that digital Well. Photo. You own a version of it. 
Right. Because clearly you can like Nyan Cat, somebody bought that shit for however many millions, but we all can have that GIF on our computer. It right. doesn't matter. But somewhere in that digital blockchain, right. there is a, a, a inscription that says you own the original. So this non fungible token thing is a little bit crazy. But, oh, my God, man, people are spending way too much money on this shit for things that literally you can get anywhere. anywhere and and spe- specifically, Katie Cassidy was a, a victim of the fappening. Um, oh, yeah. You can actually Google her blowjob photos. It's out there, guys. Just, let me <laughs> Just an FYI. For, for, for um, 18000 I mean, you can – I mean, that's a lot of, like, OnlyFans subscriptions for that price. There that's, you go. There you go. But, you again, on you Bell can – Bell Delphine's thing for that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, our well wishes go out to Brian James, known as uh, Road Dog, to WWE. He was hospitalized for a heart attack. Oh, yeah. um, apparently, he's going to be okay. But our well wishes go out to Road Dog, who was our opening promo, and um, of the show. And of course, um, Road Dog was a former guest on BTB many years ago. So um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm going to skip wrestling news and, and shift over for next week. As we are running out of time, and of yes. course, I know Art is the consummate wrestling um, analyst. You're goddamn so. right, I am. I love <laughs> that shit. But hey, let's let's not jerk off here, okay, Al? You got to get up early in the morning. You're just tired. You exactly. don't want to put me through the paces of wrestling. Exactly. It's not that. It's that you're tired. WrestleMania. Um, all the news surrounding WrestleMania, we'll talk about next week, guys. But we do have to uh, say goodbye to some of um, Hollywood's. Um, Hollywood greats um, that had passed away, including Jessica Walter from Archer and Arrested Development, had sadly had passed away at the age of 80. Um, she, I mean, Archer, I know, was one of the general uh, Mike General Zod's favorite animated shows. Um, she played Mallory Archer, the mother of John Benjamin Sterling Archer. Uh, we also lost Craig Grant, who played Arnold Poet Jackson on HBO's Oz. Um, he's also been in the Star series Hightown and All the Queen's Men on BET. Um, he'll also be um, he also was recently in the No Sudden Move film opposite John Hamm and Benicio Del Toro. Um, so um, apparently no cause of death has been determined. Mm-hmm. Richard wow. Gilland, actor known for his role in designing women, passed away at the age of 71 following a brief illness. Larry McMurdy, Pulitzer Prize-winning novelist uh, for Terms of Endearment and Lonesome Dove, had passed away at the age of 84. And reality star Deshayla Harris from Oxygen's Bad Girls Club, shot and killed Friday night. Oh, God. One of three unrelated shootings in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Oh, wait, that was... I heard about that. um, Yeah. That was the same one that happened down by the um, oceanfront. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, sad? it was a huge thing I saw. I thought I, I the beach has cleaned up. I, I didn't. No, know. no, no. It's still <laughs> no. pretty. Still pretty. Oh man, that's sad. No, and Chachi, it's, it's, City's way better. Like, and you sent me this that uh, G. Gordon Liddy had passed away. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he was involved in the Watergate Watergate break-in. That's mm-hmm. right, the Watergate the burglary, the mastermind behind it, at the age of ninety. And of course, with um, Death We Celebrate Life, as Hilary Duff and, and husband Matthew Cormer have welcomed their second child together. And we say happy birthday to Christopher Walken, who's 78. Rhea Perlman. Wow. Yeah. Rhea Perlman of Cheers is 73. Robbie Coltrane. Ex wife. 
That's right. <laughs> um, Robbie Coltrane from the Harry Potter films is 71. And why, Obi- why did her and Danny DeVito break up? I mean, look, look at the two of them. I mean, they were should have been happy to be together. A match made in heaven, right? I don't, I don't think that was yeah. her choice, though. I, I feel like he kind of <laughs> pushed that, so, you know. You think, yeah. wait, you think he's going out banging other women? I think ever since he got that, I think ever since he got on that, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He's probably getting all sorts of trim. You think so? Wow. I love it. I love love that show. Um, Yes, Robbie Coltrane of Harry Potter fame is seventy-one. Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, is fifty. Wow. Um, Erica Tazel from The Good Fight and Queen Sugar is forty-six. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta, Book of Mormon, and Godzilla vs. Kong out in theaters is 39. And Jessica Zor of Gossip Girls 36, that's birthdays today. Wow. What an incredible blow the belt show tonight, guys. We'd like from to thank. Top to bottom. From top to bottom, we'd like to thank, of course, the amazing panel. Of course, uh, who had already left? Actress, model, artist, um, the wonderful Amanda Michonne. Thanks for joining us, Amanda. We'd like to thank, of course, a great friend, filmmaker Skip Schwink, actor in Minari, the Oscar-nominated film, um, also in the upcoming Reagan biopic coming out in 2022. Thank you, Skip, for being a part of the show. We'd like to thank, of course, the one and only, the king of the 80s, Chachi McFly. Always a pleasure. And, of course, the one and only, the multi-talented actor, podcaster, star stage and screen, writer, Editor, the list goes on and on. Art Hall. What did I get to deserve being the last on that list? Jesus Christ, look yeah. at that. Save the best for last. And of course, catch your <laughs> podcast. That was disappointing. And all the um, platforms <laughs> where you can hear podcasts, right? That's right. All the platforms Apple, and, Stitcher, Google Play, all that fun shit. Yep. I will and put over- soon. We'll have a, a that was a disappointing below the belt show. We'll have a merged episode. Yes, later. we'll I have love to have that. Chachi and you over. We'll do a merge. Um, I like just that. Like I did, uh, between two butts and ours. So yeah, we'll we'll do a we'll do a, a crossover. It'd be great. I think that I think sounds so. fun. I think Google Play is actually gone now. Google Play is gone now. Yeah. All right, well, good. Then I will just leave it on Stitcher, Spotify, and everything else. <laughs> actually, while we're doing the show, I actually updated our website to include Google Podcasts, which is their new thing they have. Oh, Google Podcasts. Google Play is now Google uh, Podcasts. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. You got rid of Google Play and I updated the website yes. while yes. I was talking to you guys. Of course, Below the Belt Show has our exciting um, interview with Kari Payton from The Walking Dead, King Ezekiel, that you can listen yes. to now. Check us out on also social media, SoundCloud. All our streaming platforms, of course, Facebook, Below the Belt Show, um, and now trying to get more active on Twitter, at Below the Belt. And uh, guys, on behalf of everybody here, thank you so much for being a part of this amazing show, and we will see you next week. Until then, oh, before we end tonight's show, we got to end with the cool cut. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going to... You know what? It's been a while. Um, cheesy reality shows have been a part of the past, you know. Um, and uh, I mean, I was, you know, you know, it really isn't the 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 mainstay of 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 entertainment focus. And if you notice, our show has shifted from reality to, you know, real television and real actors. It's really and real crazy, movies, right? Right. 
Um, so um, one of my favorite um, reality shows, uh, Guilty Pleasures, was Laguna Beach. Wow. And um, in conjunction with Hilary Duff welcoming her new baby, this was the theme of the Laguna Beach show. Uh, was her song called Come Clean. And uh, that will be uh, the cool cut to end tonight's show. I always do. All right. So <laughs> um, well, this uh, gem of a song. Um, <laughs> take a listen and we'll see you guys next week. Until then. Peace. Peace. Rock and roll. Let the rain fall down and wake my dreams. Let it wash away my sanity. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.